Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 48 of FPL Black Box. I'm Az. I'm joined by a certain Mr. Mark Southerns and a very special guest this week. It is the king of FPL YouTube, the goat of video content. It's Mr. Andy Mears, aka Let's Talk FPL, aka Slippers. How are you, Andy? <laughs> I'm doing well. Do you remember why you called me Slippers in the first place? Didn't you Neither do a video? Neither do, do to you. Did, didn't you... Did he did a video in your slippers, didn't you? No, no, he did a he did a he did a video in his dressing gown, I think. And then I said, no. Do you reckon he was wearing slippers? It's something <laughs> no, like neither that. Neither of you can remember. <laughs> what is it you, then, Andy? Come on. You, you were you were streaming you two live. I think it was a wild card. I think Mark, uh, as was on wildcard, bit yep. drunk. Uh, yeah, and we got and you on, didn't we? You said, Do you want to come on? And I said, I'm just in my dressing gown. So it was about eleven o'clock at night. That's it. That's it, yeah. That's a good we were speculating whether you had slippers to go with the dressing gown. Can you confirm? Do you wear slippers or not? I probably haven't worn slippers for about 25 oh, years. Like <laughs> well, just for effect, get, you're going to Get him off to. the pod, Mark. Yeah, get it's him ridiculous. Off. That's yeah. the only reason I got him on. I want to see them. Um, Andy, it is a pleasure to have you on. I can remember the days, years and years ago, when you were on the Scoutcast, and this is a Scoutcast reunion, in fact, mm. like the three of us are Scoutcast veterans of the original days. You coming to me one morning and saying, I'm thinking of doing a few videos on, on YouTube. Yeah. Thinking, is that, is that going to be all right? And I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. And I thought to myself, you know, Andy does a few videos. That's not going to hurt anyone. You know, it's not going to impact on the Scout cast at all. 250,000 subscribers later. Congratulations, eh? Jeez. Can not you believe quite it? there, yeah. Not, quite, not, not, re- not really. I've still, I've still got the email I sent you about... Um, Have you? Yeah, about you. It's, it's coming on for five years now. So, yeah, wow. it's been... a. Uh, it's been crazy, but it has you know, been. glad I could come on and help you two guys out. Yeah, you know? thank, thanks for the leg up. <laughs> thanks for the leg up, Andy. Now, no, it is good to have Outrageous. you on. Um, it's, it's great. And, and tonight, obviously, it's another special occasion because as Wildcard Active. Absolutely. And I'm not even drinking. I'm on, I'm on Blackcurrant 
tonight. So it's not quite like the days of old, but I'm ready to be ripped into. Why is it that you two always there? Whenever I wild card, there's always you two. That was the last time I was on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, lurking around. Anyway, I've seen your front line in the wild card and the fact that you haven't been drinking, I quite... I believe it. I believe it. You're going to need a drink, I think, when we go through that. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to look at that. So tonight, um, we're going to look back on Game Week 7 briefly, but it is like, that's, that seems like ages away, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, international breaks are horrible, aren't they? For all okay. kinds of reasons. There's another this one, one in particular. I know. Like four I just, weeks and then there's the next oh, one. Just get rid of them. Um, we'll look back on Game Week 7, uh, and then we're going to look at some of the key issues. You did a video, Andy, looking at the wildcard issues about two weeks ago, maybe less than that. Um, five or six days ago. You may remember it, but you churn out a video every half an hour, yeah, so you've probably right forgotten. Right um, but you raised some talking points on that. So I just basically plagiarised all those talking points and uh, we're going to go over them again nice. tonight, uh, the three of us, uh, with the backdrop of some data because it's black box. So we do data, right? You, you know how it works. Um, and yeah, we're just going to go over those key points again for those with the wildcard and hopefully helping those without it as well. Uh, then we've got the predictions. We're not going to dwell on that because as is beating me. And then we'll look <laughs> at the captains, the captain conversation, and then our transfers for this week. Um, so we'll start looking back. Let's bring your team up first, Andy, I think. I think I think you deserve to be first. Um, 61 points, uh, top of the pile of the three of us. Talk us through it. I mean, wildcard was played last week. So you wildcarded into game week seven, didn't you, man? Yeah, I, I literally, like, it's a bit like similar to last year. As probably remembers, I, we, I think we both wildcarded in game week five last year, but I hit the button with like five minutes to go. Yeah. And it was like you panicked. Um, yeah, what was that about? What was the actual story? Did you hit it at 10.59? 10.59, yeah. But the thing is, like, it's like, I, I don't know about, like, I know you said to me the other day, if certain things happen, you'll, you'll think about hitting the wildcard button. If you're anything like me, you've thought about it all week anyway. So like, I'm sure right now, if you needed to wildcard quick, you could pick that team pretty fast. So I've been thinking about it all week anyway, just in case. What I was really waiting for was like Luke. Remember, Luke Shaw was flagged, I think. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I've been worried about Greenwood ever since I bought him. And then all of a sudden, we start hearing rumors about Ronaldo being benched, and that was the that was the kicker in the end. It, which is quite funny because I swapped into Lukaku captain and they both pretty much got the same points anyway. But getting in Azpilicueta was, and, and Embuemo were the two really key moves mm. really for last week. I already had Jimenez, so that wasn't um, a new player. And I mean, 61 last week was massive given how the game we yeah, quite I've, seen, I've seen 20s, 30s, like yeah. Yeah, from some of the big I names. mean, congratulations, yeah. first of all, for saying Azpilicueta. Oh, no. <laughs> for saying Dave and Mbomo next to each other. You, 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 well, I'm still not sure about Mbomo. No, you got it wrong. It's Mbomo. Mbomo. You sure? Yeah. You said it differently oh, a second ago, Mark. You, no, you said it differently. It's Mbomo. Definitely. Look, you know, I've more or less had it confirmed <laughs> by the man himself. Um, yeah, I mean, 61 points. But it was controversial because obviously you were doing a feed at the time, right, weren't you? Yeah, and uh, I, I basically got a message off someone I've never spoken to before, and uh, they, they, I assume they follow me because they said they watch my videos, and they said don't share this, but I've got I've got info that Ronaldo is oh. benched. And so when you get that, I mean they didn't have a blue tip, but when you get that off someone you've never spoken to before, you can't just the thing is I, I, the way I look at it, I, the reason I didn't blurt it out straight away. Imagine if I blurted out that Ronaldo was benched and then he wasn't benched. Oh, I know. Imagine awful. how much stuff you get for that. So yeah, that. Um, that kind of sweat. I didn't do it straight away, but I thought about it more and more. And a few other like Man United fans started putting tweets out that were like cryptic like emojis. And I thought mm. they they all know. Yeah. They all know. Um, and so yeah, I just decided to do it last minute. And it's a shame Lukaku didn't score because that would have been like the icing on the cake, really. But I'll take sixty-one. But I did a last-minute switch to Ronaldo. I missed all of those rumors. Typical. Yeah. 
No, well, you did. But that was Antonio, though, wasn't it, for you? Mm, yeah. yeah. But Jimenez and Aspilicueta, I did it, came in for you. Right? And, and so the wild card was, you've got to say it's a success, right? Well, it definitely. And the thing that kind of made it better is I'd already made my move the night before. And I, the, as for the quarter, if I was going to get one in, was the one that I wanted. Mm. And because Rudiger was possibly going to go up in price, I got him instead. And so the wild card actually switched me to have Asper Quetta as well. So like, I, I would have been in tr- not trouble, but yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been as good if I hadn't done it. And I think, you know, when you look at wild cards this week, they're not too dissimilar no. to how this is set up. Maybe mm. a few changes, especially Trent, who I'm sure we'll talk about later. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's looking good. So just for the podcast, you want to go for your team, Andy, there? Yeah, so I switched to Ramsdale in goal from Sanchez. I'm sure we're going to talk about that. I, I think goalkeepers is tough, actually, for once. Um, as for Laqueta and Rudiger, double up. I've got Cancelo and Laporte. I played Cancelo, Laporte's on the bench for last week. Uh, Salah and Buemo or Mbomo, uh, Rafinha and Saka in midfield. Jimenez, Antonio, Lukaku, front line with Foster. I have to keep Foster, the cycling GK on the bench. Uh, Brownhill and Liveramento as well. Yeah. It's fairly standard. Fairly it standard. is a pretty standard um, wildcard. And we're seeing wildcards that look very similar to this, if not identical. But There's about really two odd million in the bank as well. So I have the money to get Trent back. Wow. As well, which okay. I'll talk about later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, good game week for Andy and not so much for Mr. Az over here. Do you want to talk us through your, I mean, I mean, obviously you had Dave, didn't you? So you got the 10 points there. You got to be delighted with his, with his uh, input. But that's about I, it. Really. I wasn't, I wasn't devastated. To be fair, no. I mean it was a it was a bad week for everyone. I think I came out sort of around the average. I've seen I've seen people with a lot worse scores. I've seen people with a lot better, but yeah, forty two. Sanchez and goal came through with six. I bought in Aspilicueta, who got ten. I was debating who to get in. It was a one week punt really because I was I know I knew I'd be wildcarding this week, so I got rid of Trent for Aspies. So that paid off, uh, and then pretty much blanks everywhere else. Semedo, Sufal, Greenwood, Saab, Ben Rama, Tony, Antonio, Ronaldo, all blanked. Uh, and Salah came in with 13 and I developed an Liverpool on my bench. Yeah, your bench got, hurt got you, points. didn't it? Yeah. It did. It you did. are lucky there, weren't you? I mean, it, it I mean, it must have been tight playing Sufal over Veltman, right, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't I, I didn't really feel easy about the Brighton double up against Arsenal. So I can't I would have played Sufal, really, I think. Yeah, I can't I can't say I was really considering it to be fair. Um I mean, the the only thing was the last minute. I mean, I did the last minute change from Antonio to Ronaldo and thought that was going to ruin my entire weekend. <laughs> Not having Lukaku as well. And then Lukaku blanked, which I absolutely couldn't believe. And then Antonio blanked as well. So it's one of those ones where you stress yourself out about it for so long. And then it doesn't make a blind bit of difference how much thought or how much like anxiety you had. Because it's all the same. It's all the same points anyway. So it's all right. It's an average week. Move on to the next one. Wild cards in play. We move. We definitely move the with say. the wildcard. So, you know, a big a big move. And we'll look exactly what you've done to your team later on in the show. I've just realised I didn't have my lights on. Uh, that was Andy throwing me completely by not having his on until we went live. I've got to turn my own on. So there you go. You can now see me. I'm not sure that's a blessing. I feel, as I was saying earlier, I feel very under-teched. Mm. Just got some like pictures under-teched. up. And you guys are nice all... pictures though. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I'm glad, I'm glad to see the pictures up in the background yeah, there. For the podcast viewers, as has his pictures up of his yep. heroes <laughs> and there's plenty of room for more which is the best thing there can always be more uh, 47 points for me um, not really any big scores there I mean Bomo was the hero coming in with the goal which kind of made my score respectable um, in the Sunday game uh, Lukaku for, how did Lukaku not get any points in that oh, game by the way I don't know I, I didn't see the whole game but I saw a lot of the second half especially when the red card happened I yeah I mean that that Lukaku as Blaquetta chance like that was uh yeah. that was really annoying well, yeah, the post from four yards out didn't they yeah 
And the, the, the Werner goal as well, obviously don't take anything away from Werner, but Lukaku's right behind oh, him. Yeah. If he's not there, it's, yeah. it's just a tap Well, in arguably and... he's there for the header on the first one as well, well the one yeah. that was... So, you know, Werner definitely took some points off, off Lukaku. I felt like Neo in that game, just dodging instead you know, <laughs> of bullets his points because I just, I was watching, I just couldn't believe that Lukaku came out of that with a blank. I would never have thought it would have happened at the start of the match and by the end of it, I was like, okay, I will take that. Whatever happens this week, mm. I could have been really hurt by that. And obviously, yeah. you, you Alonso didn't play. You got Veltman off the bench, didn't you? Yeah, so a bit of bit of fortune there. Absolutely. I mean, Sanchez like for six. Well, I know. It's, it's just I, I deserve some luck now and again. I think as <laughs> Sanchez with a six, Veltman five, really good two, Shaw two, of course, the customary two from Luke Shaw, and Bomo with the eight, the hero. Salah thirteen. We'll talk about him in a minute. Jota with two, Saar a single point, Ben Rama two, Antonio two, Lukaku two, but double to four with a captaincy. Salah, um, ridiculous, right? He's yeah, it was so good. Both both goals were brilliant. He, he snaps Laporte's ankles, doesn't he, for the second one? And it was the little—I can't remember exactly what he did. We did a little like kind of flick or a turn or something. I think it was past Bernardo Silva for the first uh, for the Mane goal. And it's just—he's just so good, isn't he? I mean, yeah. yeah. Ronaldo Player of the Month. Oh, what was going on there? It's just a vote, isn't oh. it? It's like internet votes. They're never good. Was it internet vote? I, I think some. I think some of it is done through EA, through FIFA, isn't it? I don't think it counts as the whole vote, but oh, that people, lot. Right, okay. people want yeah. Ronaldo in their foot teams, don't they? Instead of oh, oh, that, right. oh, that makes me feel oh, the game really is dead, isn't it? <laughs> the beautiful so game is dead. angry. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean Ronaldo didn't. I mean he had probably one good game out of the the four in the league that he's played. I don't think he's had, he's been outstanding by any means. There's more to come from him. Whereas Salah was has been. It's electric. Incredible. In every, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Best player, best player in the world since the start of the scene. Arguably, but I don't want to get into that. Um, great in the good league. Um, who's top of that? Some unknown. Um, yeah, this is a great week. Oh, no, on, he's not top. Realized. We've got yeah, him on, is he's it? Not, oh. He's not template Tom Stevenson off the top. Uh, the week we have him on. Yeah, Andy, congratulations on being top of the now great league. Now I'm back in it. I got taken out last year. Yeah. You did, yeah. 10,000 in the world, 10, 3, 7, 8, a really good rank. You beat me last year and you're beating me again this year. Um, I'm very worried by that. You do know that like, I target anyone above me in this league, though, so I'm yeah, coming yeah. after in fact, you. In fact, just, just in case your listeners are worried, I think I've actually beat you the last two seasons. Yeah, so right. this could be the hat is, is it two seasons? <laughs> oh, I'm going yeah, yeah. to check that. It's like 160. I, when you finish 170, I finish like 166. There's, there's clearly a shift. Isn't there yeah. like going on? Yeah, I've got hard a, I, well, I love that you're using that one, Andy. Like your worst. Oh season. yeah, you got to take. <laughs> got, yeah. got to take oh, it. I got hacked that season. Hold well. on, I think we're losing, Andy. Hold on, where's the? Uh, <laughs> where's the um, yeah, very well played, Andy. A 61 points, the highest in the great in the good league, along with Tom Freeman. Tom Freeman also played his wild card, and it's a very good wild card. Have you seen it, Tom's wild yeah, card? Son. Yeah, Son. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Really, like, I mean, of all the wild cards I saw, really, I, you know, when you see someone's team, you think, oh, I want that team. That team looks better than mine by well, quite a margin. That's how I felt when I saw Tom's team. Wait so, you see my wild. Well, we must well, be thinking my wild card team up. I've seen it. And uh, <laughs> I, like I say, Tom's the only one I've seen. <laughs> makes me feel like that. No, um, yeah, 61 for you. You're up to 10,378. I'm slightly above mid-table now in sixth place behind Les Caldwell, Neil, FBL Matthew, Tom Stevenson and, and Andy. And as your fifth from bottom, ahead of Fabio still, though. Fabio's catching you up, though. Very, very tight, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, there's what five people between us and seven points. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so yeah. tight. Yeah. It is. It is crazy tight. There's. There's no one. Because I mean, I mean, Yavuz is having arguably the worst. Well, not arguably. He's having the worst season so far. Mm. But only at 600k. I mean, there was loads of us around 
two million, one million at yeah. this you know, one million, two million at this point last season. So yeah, we're all doing a bit better. Yeah. Which is uh, encouraging. No Salah captaincies in the league. Notice that? Everyone went Ronaldo Lukaku, perhaps predictably, but yeah. Normally Magnus is good for a rogue captain, but he went Lukaku as well. Um and uh, yeah. Well, see, noticeably as well, if you look in the bottom table, I've got the most points for my captain out of anyone so far this season. So I'm pleased with that because normally Sorry, I'm Sorry, is this, is this just you two just gloating about yeah, various successes handy. tonight? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly. Is that all right? <laughs> I, I, I haven't got any, so... <laughs> Wait till the wild card comes up Yeah, later. so you get your moment of glory then. Kind of. Uh, mm, yeah, uh, okay, so I believe let's that look, when I see it. Let's look at some data. Uh, team data in defence. Uh, we do this handy. We look, we look at some numbers now and again. Um, what I wanted to pick out here, which is noticeable, what you've the top table shows team defensive data sorted by minutes per XG conceded non-penalty for the season. And then the bottom table shows the last four because, you know, we've had seven game weeks now. The real thing of interest is you look at Arsenal over the season, they're 19th and their fixture difficulty for those seven games was 11th. But over the last four, they're the fourth ranked defence um, with the third best fixtures over those four matches uh, four game weeks so interesting when we're looking at Ramsdale there's clearly been a, a big jump in their defensive uh, performances right so I guess you had that in mind Andy when you when you brought him in right yeah I, I said, like I said earlier I, I think they like usually by this point especially like usually by game week three or four but by game week eight you expect the the cheap goalkeeper to have kind of emerged as like a definite I think there's a lot of people that switch to Ramsdale. I, I, I think maybe I got suckered in a little bit by the short-term fixtures. Bearing in mind, I'm not going to make a goalkeeper transfer till you know next wildcard unless he gets injured. Um, I, I think there's it's a little bit of a bet on Arsenal defense improving because it was quite poor. It wasn't you know Brighton's defense was probably better last year as well. Um, obviously they got Tommy Asu there now, Gabriel and White partnership. They had a few issues like right at the start of the season, so there is a little bit of a bet that they're going to improve. But I don't think anyone that sticks with Sanchez is making a mistake. No. I really don't. The, the, issue, nothing... the issue with Sanchez is Basuma. Losing yeah, Basuma is, is, is massive. How long is he out? I, I've completely missed it. How long well, is he out for? De- depends if he gets found guilty or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bas- God, of course. Basuma yeah, is, is that player, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It could be yeah, a long stretch, right? <laughs> Quite could literally. Yeah. 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 Well, let's I don't... Honestly, obviously, we don't know the specifics of it, but I can't imagine he's going to be playing for... No, fair enough. ...a significant... While no, that that yeah. is a factor. Although they've coped okay with him without him recently, but we'll yeah, we we time. we've got players that can come in and, and do a job, but he's the real difference maker. So I do I do worry about, and we've got some tough fixtures coming up. We've got City coming up and and stuff. Yeah, I, I really like Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale's the play. Well, you've got him in a wild card. Bit of a spoiler there. I mean, Brighton are the second best defense over the season and the last four as well. That's consistent if you look at the top table to the to the bottom one the other thing that's consistent look at City like for the first seven oh, fixtures they had the 16th set of you know they were ranked 16th on the ticker so really tough fixtures top the last four ranked 18th on the ticker top it's like makes no difference does it as Man City's offence is the way to go oh, it's just it's obscene really isn't it like it's it's making me think two City defenders on the wild card might be might be the way to go it wasn't really something I was considering until I I did this I did a pod um the other day for chasing green arrows and someone sent in their team which was which had two seat defenders I was like oh that's nice and Gianni earlier as well I did the video of him and he had two seat defenders I was like hmm that does actually look pretty pretty good because like surely they're going to keep more clean sheets against in the next three for example I mean Burnley and Brighton I, I can't I can't see how those teams are going to score against them with with these numbers so yeah Diaz and Cancelo looking looking really good and Laporte as well is 
bit of a bit of a left field shout from Andy mm. there as well. Yeah, you'll see why when we get to the defences defender data later on, why Laporte could be a masterstroke. But yeah, minutes per chance over the season, 14.7. That's almost double the rest of the league. You know, it's only really Wolves and Brighton that get anywhere near close to that. Wolves on 9.1 minutes per chance and Brighton 8.4. And then City out there on 14.7. They're just not conceding chances, not conceding big chances or shots on target. Edison's got nothing to do. Um, and although the fixtures are tough, they came through that and were the top-ranked defence. So, yeah, we'll look at defenders and we'll talk about City pairings or Chelsea pairings in a bit. One thing to check out there as well, also highlight Palace. They had tough fixtures mm. over the season, 19th on the ticker, but 8th overall for defensive data. Over the last four, 17th on the ticker, 7th overall. You know, do you think they're going to have some bargains coming out of their defence when the fixtures get better? I think it's less about them having some options but more maybe about them not just getting not being the whipping boys like we thought they might be right. earlier like I wouldn't feel comfortable captaining a player against Palace like I thought I would at the start of the season because they just keep turning up mm. I'm yeah. a little bit like I'm, I'm a little bit more like we have to give them some credit but I just I want it's just so I, I obviously you can't wait forever it's so, they were so bad last year obviously they have put a lot of they've got a lot of new players obviously Gallagher's brilliant you know a couple of new centre-backs etc I just, I don't know. I still, I still wouldn't back them. I don't think, but maybe, maybe I'd be a little bit more hesitant about backing against them. Possibly, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure they've got too many players there that I'd be looking at no, buying. No, Patrick sure. anymore, right? No, so, he would have won. Yeah, uh, attacking data, uh, and it, and it's much the same. You know, Liverpool are top in both, both over the season, seven matches, and over the last four as well. So they're at the moment the most powerful attack. I mean, if you look at the last four, a big chance every 21.2 minutes. A chance every a shot every four point seven minutes. It's really strong. Um, Chelsea behind them in second, um, but you look at United. Interestingly, are you know, have had a shot every four point six minutes over the last four. So they've they've shown good attacking. And it's obviously Ronaldo, right? He's played those four matches mm. and he's made a difference to the number of shot the shot volume again. Um, but what I've highlighted here is, is Brentford. They came into the season with the fifteenth worst fixtures. In, oh, well, ranked 15th from the ticker, so they had poor fixtures over the first seven, and yet they end up the seventh best attack. And over the last four, 16th on the ticker, the fifth best attack. And they're just about to go into good fixtures. So we, we've got to give them credit and pay them some attention, Myers. Absolutely. I mean, they found a system which just works really well. And I think they only, I was reading about them earlier, they only unlocked it towards the end of last season. Um, and probably in Boma was, was pretty poor until they kind of switched the wing backs and put him up front. He was quite ineffective on the, on the wing. Uh, Tony's got a new role this season as well, playing almost like a Harry Kane light, dropping deep and linking up play and, and stuff like that. I wonder if that's going to continue when the fixtures get a bit easier. I think they might be looking to use him a bit more, you know, a bit further up the pitch. But mm. if, if he carries on, you know, doing that, doing that role of linking back, I just think Mbomo is such a good option, you know, out of position, 5.5, great fixture on the horizon. He looks, he looks like he could be this year's Mares, Lundstrom, whatever. I, I think, I just think he's absolutely superb value. Yeah, I got him in early, and I've got no benefit from that. I know, whatsoever. and I love that. Everyone's That's getting the, him I, in now. I love him even so more. For annoying. That. So annoying. <laughs> it's like I spotted Eight him early. Eight points per game in my team. And, so and when I got him in, when I got him in, I had, I had um, some texts going. Oh, you do know he could get. Um, pushed into a wing back role when they're, you know, and I was like, oh dear. And I went, no, I'm going to go for it. No reward. And Andy, no. you've got him now. You're getting him in as it's like. Oh. Well, it's, it's elite management from Andy. You know, just knows exactly yeah. when to bring him in to get yeah. points. That's yeah. the difference. That's the difference. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the other teams I've highlighted here are Southampton and Villa. I mean, Villa uh, over the last four have had the worst fixtures of any team and yet a mid-table. Um, and Southampton had the worst fixtures over the first seven and kind of just under mid-table. Are they two teams that we've overlooked to this point? Do you think they've got any players there that we should be looking at now the fixtures are getting better for them? Andy? Uh- yeah, I think Southampton, like if, you, if you're looking for a cheap forward right now, I think someone like Armstrong could be decent. I think I'd have to pull up the exact fixtures, but they play pretty much all the teams you'd want to play over mm. the next kind of five well, or so I'll, games. I'll, like, I'll help you out there. There's the ticket yeah, on the screen. Um, yeah, so so it's, Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Villa. Yeah, and then Norwich. So, I mean, obviously a couple of home games next, Leeds and Burnley. I mean, some of those, like Norwich, Watford, Burnley, and Leeds, to be fair, they're probably like, what, four of the top five fixtures you can get. You throw in Newcastle there, and, and that's probably as good as it gets. So I wouldn't completely write him off. The problem is he's he's not that much cheaper than Tony, and we know Tony has penalties. I don't know if um, Armstrong might have them while Ward-Prowse is suspended, possibly. Yeah. Um, but if, you, if you're someone that likes playing fixtures, which you definitely should be, then those next five are about as good as it gets. But if you want a long-term pick for like 0.4 million more, Tony is is probably the one. That's the only the only problem really. I think with Southampton, no one no one else really. I would be considering. I, I don't think any of their midfielders are worth taking up a spot. To be honest, and with Villa, it's um it's Watkins for me. I mean, I think he's he's shown good early form, and I'm just waiting for the fixtures to fall better for him before I have a, a more detailed look. He's not a player I liked last season, but suddenly I'm seeing a bit more from him. We fancy him, don't we, as? Yeah, I'm trying to get it out of my head that he's like not a winger this season because we, you know, pre-season we were all kind of like, oh, Watkins is there, there's an option, Ings is there, he's going to be mm. the main man. But you know, there's 0.5 difference between them now. I don't think there's a lot, a massively lot between them. I mean, Ings is on pens um, if El Ghazi's not on the pitch, but you know, it's, it's, it's still a bit of a, a, a toss up. So yeah, I think Watkins is a great difference. I mean, Ings is Ings is still 16% owned. Uh, Watkins is 1.6. So. I think if I was going to pick between the two, I, I would probably favour Watkins. And just a word on Watford and our table here. They're 19th for their attack over the first seven games, and yet they had the very best fixtures of any team. Ranieri's got a job on, Andy, right? Yeah, I think like, for, I think the only good thing about, obviously, Watford, you get someone like Sai so heavily. like If they're going to score, he will be involved. So it's not even though their attack as a team is bad, it would never put me off owning... So I know they've got, is it Liverpool and then Everton and Southampton? I don't think that's that bad. Like if you've got him, I don't think you're necessarily in a panic about selling him. Like they, they probably won't score many goals, but when they do, he will be involved. Yeah. So Sar on his own is probably okay to hold for probably the next three. It's Liverpool, Everton, Southampton, you're absolutely right. And Arsenal yeah. way. I mean, I, I look at it and think Ranieri's going to go in. A lot of talk of him putting a four-four-two in place because that's what he favours. And I, yeah, I, I want to see what he does with Sar because obviously he... he he got the best out of Mares in in a similar wing position, and there's even a chance Sar could end up in the front too. So yeah, I've seen a few people speculate. Yeah, that, yeah. so I want to see him under Ranieri before I give up totally. But he is probably him or Ben Rama is the player to go next for me in the next couple of game weeks if I don't see enough. But do you do you both not think that this Ranieri to Watford is going to be a complete and utter disaster? <laughs> I'm trying not I, to be that cynical. It's like the manager who's managed the most clubs ever going to the team that has sacked the most managers ever. It just, I, I give him six months <laughs> max. It wasn't you, quite you could, a Fulham, was it? To be fair, 
Yeah, I mean, it's. Well, I mean, what I don't really know why there was a sack in anyway, apart from the fact it's Watford, because I thought they were actually doing all right. To be, I know they had like, like you said, really great fixtures, but they were competing, weren't they? Like they were. They I, were I think the point is they were like, all right. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be buying Saar right now, but I just no. don't think. I don't think I'd be panicking about him either. Obviously, no. if you're on a wild card, you're not keeping him. But if you've got him, I mean, you're not wild carding. Like you might not be Mark. Then I, I don't see an issue with keeping him. They're, they're not mm. a very good attack, but he is a really good player. Yeah, I mean, I mean Ranieri. Yeah, I, I think you're right. As I, I am a bit skeptical about what impact he can have, but he is a you know he's a charismatic character. He's got his own way of playing. I just don't think he's got enough to play with there. No, that's the problem. I I I love him. You know, he's absolutely brilliant. I'm I'm really glad to have him back in the Premier League. But I just think this is this is a hell of a job to come in and and take on and under so much pressure from from that ruthless mm. board as well. I I, just, I can't I can't see it going too well for him. But um, hopefully, it proved me wrong. Right, we're going to talk wildcards now. And the first thing we're going to tackle, the first question that you tackled on your video, Andy, uh, your steamed video, was when to wildcard. Now, obviously, you've played your wildcard. As yours is active, mine isn't played and isn't going to be played this week either. Um, so, obviously, you guys think that you've played it at the right time, presumably. But as or, you know, we're going to ask first, did you look ahead and think there would be a, an even better time? Or were you just certain? You were kind of committed to playing it between seven and eight, right? Yeah, I, I knew with the Chelsea fixture turn, I was going to want to play it this week. And, 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 and you know, I hadn't been getting any Chelsea players, unlike you, who'd already got some in place. Uh, and it was a lot easier for me to move for the likes of, you know, Rudiger, Lukaku. I was hoping a, a midfielder would really sort of stand out. And Mason Mount's probably the one that I'd go for, but I'm not sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit. But it's also City as well. I mean, City with their next three fixtures. Like, I can get on board with that too. I think this is the time to sell Ronaldo and spread the funds around. Uh, so everything just kind of lined up perfectly for me this week. So yeah, I'm 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 happy with the decision so far. I mean, so, you so you goes. Andy, you had a full thirty seconds to think before you pressed your button. So presumably <laughs> you thought about it a long time, right? Yeah, there was just a few things that all kind of happened at once. So, like, I wasn't really worried about not you know, basically selling my Man United players. I think I think even if you got them this week, you could hold them if you absolutely need to. Um, it's just that we, like I said before, we didn't have the news about Green and plus all the. Chelsea and Man City players on they're all going up in price um, as well so I knew the money would be different I didn't really look too much further forward to see if there was a better spot like game week 12 possibly like Man yeah. United again I got Watford a lot of people are going to struggle to get um, Ronaldo I think unless they go straight from Lukaku and, and don't forget about Kane um, but I just think like I try not to worry too much about a wild card because once it's used, you just plan for those things, or at least you try to, right? So you're never going to get massively caught out. Like if I hadn't used the wild card, I would have, you know, just got some Chelsea players in. But it, it was all kind of a couple of weeks ago for me. Like I planned to, I brought Sar in for Ben Rama, and then I was like, I don't need any transfers next week. And then that following week is when Bamford got injured, everyone started getting flagged, and I was like, I just, it's just going to have to be used now. Um, I, I've got to admit I was close when the flags started appearing and we'll talk about them when we get to our teams because it turns out a lot of them seem to be phantom flags yeah yeah don't they? Um, but I I look at it now and this is this ticker we've got on screen shows game weeks 9 to 20 and you've got to play the wild card before going into game week 20 obviously you lose it right so I look at this now and think well if, if I'm not going to play it now when am I going to play it and 11 between 11 and 12 is the next international break oh, again another one and I do look at that and see an opportunity because Spurs' fixtures, they come out of that with Leeds, Burnley, Brentford and Norwich. It's just at the moment, I look at Spurs and I'm like, 
and we'll talk about Son later, and I do fancy him, but I've I fancy probably going to fancy him a lot more in three or four weeks' time when they've got yeah. that fixture run, right? So I think maybe there's an opportunity there, particularly with City have got good fixtures from 15 onwards, so you can get on early with them. United's fixture turn as well. So I think between 11 and 12 is the next window. But I think you said it on your or your video, Andy. Um, It's very personal, isn't it, when it feels right to play the card? Yeah, and I, I, honestly, I do think we get a bit too caught up in what everyone else is doing because if I use mine now and you use yours later, you'll play this few, next few weeks differently to how I'll play it. Like, obviously, I might have to think a bit more ahead. Like, one of the reasons, again, I did the Ben Rama to Saar move was because I knew I had the wild card to fall back on if it went wrong. It was a bit more of an aggressive move. I probably wouldn't make that move now, that same move, because Ben Rama had okay fixtures. Um, it's like right now, I'm already planning. Like, I know that game week 12 fixture swings happening for Spurs. So if I want Kane, then it's Lukaku to Kane. Just seems like a no, no-brainer no issue. The only thing with Man City, like obviously their fixtures turn good in 50. I just think, like we'll talk about Man City attackers later, but in terms of defence, I don't think it matters if you get on now or in game week 15, right? They're just going to do well all that way through. So I think a lot of the players you'll probably target then, you could also think about now. Like some, A lot of people are going to go with Son on their wildcard right now. Whether or not yeah. that's a, necessarily worth a lot of points over the next three, who knows? But at least they've got him in place then. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about, though, for me, it's about when do I look at my team and think I can confidently get a new set of players that are going to do better than the team I've got. Mm. And you've got to feel certain of that. Otherwise, it's quite nerve-wracking, isn't it? Because you're taking... I mean, I, th- this week, a lot of players will be taken out. A lot of managers will be taken out. Ben Rama, they'll be taken out. Saar. And there's a chance that they don't perform, but there's also a chance that they do. And so, you know, that's the, that's the risk, isn't it, with the wild card? Unless you've got umpteen flags and... And I guess if you've got Ronaldo and you want to move to Lukaku, and in your case, as that was probably the key, the key thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I took I've taken out eleven out of my fifteen players. Blimey, have you? Right. So you know, quite this, a lot. Yeah, it's quite a lot. So there, there were just players in my team that I just, I just didn't want going forward. I didn't want. I don't think Ronaldo is is going to be worth the money. Um, Greenwood's Rashford's back now, and I wonder what's going to happen with him. He hasn't really been doing too well with Ronaldo in the team anyway. I didn't feel happy with triple West Ham, for example, because of the fixture turn. Didn't have any Chelsea players. Uh, you know, there's there's just there's just a time when sometimes you just look at your team and you just think, yeah, and it's not necessarily, like my team hasn't done really badly. It's not like I'm looking at them and thinking these are all rubbish players, but I'm just using it as an opportunity to to shake it up a bit. Normally, I use the wildcard after a bad week or right. when things are going really badly. Is this that is the right of, thing to do, though? Because you're full of emotion and it's raw. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, not always, but if you've got a team of, you know, six or seven players who are just underperforming, stats aren't good, tough fixtures, and your rank's ranked a million and you want to freshen it up a bit, then, you know, you've got to think about price rise as well early in the season. So there's, there's loads of reasons to, to play a wild card. But I usually think like, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, yeah, but when, when you look at your team and you want to take out 11 of them, that's, to me, that's a pretty good, pretty good time to use it. Yeah, I think if there's like a few like core players and then a few like periphery players as well, that's probably like, a, like last year, I did it because um, Kane and Son were about to go out. They, they'd already done really well and they were also about to go into a really good run. So it was they were the, those two players are kind of the kicker. This week it was like Lukaku, Chelsea defence and a couple of Man City players. Like I got in Mbwemo or Mbomo and, and Saka instead of Greenwood or, and Saar. I wasn't really that bothered about those two. They just came with the fact that I was wildcard and it was really just the Chelsea Man City players and, and getting rid of Man United players. So it was only really five kind of key changes that I want to make. So... I kept mm. Jimenez. Like you, you were saying about how you, sometimes you don't want to get rid of players. I didn't really want to get rid of Jimenez on my wildcard. Whereas if I wildcarded this week, yeah. 
I probably, I, I'm not saying I would definitely get rid of him, but I would think about it. Last week, it wasn't a choice. It's funny, because I've done a wildcard, and we'll show it later when we looked at some of the data and we talked about some of the issues in depth. And in that wildcard, I have made very few changes, which is yeah. why I'm not playing it, right? As you, you say you've made 11 changes, can you hand on heart say that though none of those are kind of like forced? Because there is that kind of, I, I mean, Ross did a really good video on the psychology of it. And I always think when I play the wildcard, you're, you don't want to just make four or five changes. You, you want to make wholesale like changes, don't you? You, you definitely like so that. So you, yeah. you look at your keeper and go, well, I could keep Sanchez, but I'm playing my wildcard, so I'm going to change it. Or I could yeah. keep Saar, but I'm playing my wildcard, so I'm going to change yeah. it to Smith Rowe. And there's a temptation then. You'll just make changes just for the bloody sake of it. So, some of them. Some of them. I, I, I definitely agree with Sanchez. Um, I mean, Samedo and Sufau in defence, like, I, I don't want them. Like, I just don't want... Sufau's been... I mean, Sufal has matched Shaw, which is what I wanted him to do. <laughs> but I don't know that. how <laughs> that's happened. Uh, ben Rama. Well, like I said, I've, I've been through these. I, I don't I don't think Watford... I, I, I know what Andy's saying about Saar, but at the same time, the fixtures are all... I mean, Liverpool, Everton, uh, Southampton, okay, that's good. Then Arsenal, United, Leicester, Chelsea, Man City. I mean, it's an absolute... It's an awful mm, run for yeah. Ranieri to come in and try and stamp his authority on. I just don't know what they're going to be like under him. So I'm more than happy to to get rid of it. He probably wouldn't be like my first priority to get rid of if if I wasn't wildcarding, but I wouldn't feel too confident going with him going forward. But like I said, it's mostly Ronaldo. Getting rid of Ronaldo just just really lets me move the money yeah. money around. And we know Ronaldo loves scoring against the smaller teams. I do wonder how effective he's going to be in some of these bigger matches. Um, he might tick over, but we're never we're not going to captain him. And I can do a lot with with the money. He's in twelve point five. He's got to be delivering double digits regularly and I, I yeah. just can't see it. We haven't touched on Ronaldo um, but we'll do that when we get to the forwards because I want to talk more about what that benching means long term and so on. So let's let's talk about uh, each position and talk about some of the issues now. Bring up the keepers first and one of the things that you brought up first of all is premium keepers Andy um, and whether we should go to that and, and it's quite interesting if you look at the, this table here which basically is sorted by clean sheets but this reflects the FBL points as well. Edison top, Allison second <laughs> These are the two keepers that we expect to see there at the end, and maybe Martinez and Mendy will push up as well. You know, the, the big heavy keepers are going to be top of the FBL points, but we still don't look at them, do we? Standard clickbait from Andy, that is. Yeah, I know. Like, no, he's a master of it. Uh, that, was, that was a very commonly asked question, that was. No, no, I, yeah, I just yeah. can't do it. Like, yeah, I fully agree that you've got to play the season in front of you. And like, we were all looking at kind of seven to seven to about seven to eight million pound forwards, and that was going to be the front line all season. And obviously, Lukaku and Ronaldo come in, we switch because the season's now going to play out a little bit different. But I, when have you ever known a premium goalkeeper to be the play? Like, never. Like, towards the end of the season, possibly if you wildcard late and there's only a few game weeks left, and, you know, Edison or someone's got a really good fixture on them, possibly when you know you're not going to suddenly need the funds for something else. But it's, it's such a huge difference in price. Like it, it's really hard to calculate. I think it's really hard to prove it, but that extra one to 1.5 million, I just feel like I can always put it to better use. Yeah. And if, if it's fine for now, it won't always be fine. And you will never want to make that transfer. You'll do it because you have to do it. And you'll be annoyed. You're having to take out that goalkeeper. No one ever wants to do a goalkeeper swap. So I, I don't think we know Liverpool and, and Man City and Chelsea defense is great. Um, but I'd rather have their defenders that I can move on. And they might be top now, but how often is a premium keeper actually at the top? I feel like it very... By the yeah, end I mean, of the Edison will probably be top of the FBL points, right? But not by enough, right? They'll was probably he last be a, year, though? 
No, uh, Martinez. Martinez wasn't it? Martinez was yeah. was extraordinary though last yeah, year. I he think was, he, he beat, beat De, De Gea, De Gea was was the one example, wasn't he? Years when he was making like when he made like fourteen saves against Arsenal, and every week he was he was doing well, and everyone kind of went for him. I think he was was he five five that season or something like that. But he had that game at Arsenal when he got eleven saves. Was it eleven saves? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, mad game. But I'll draw yeah. your attention to Mendy here because Mendy is delivering on in the same way. If you look at this data here, minutes per save twenty eight point four. And to put that into perspective, the best is 21.7, which is Melier. We'll talk about them in a minute. But Sanchez is making a save every 48.5 minutes. So Mendy, although he's playing in front of a defence which is regarded as one of the best, is making saves more often, right? Even than Ramsdale. Ramsdale's on a save every 40 minutes so far. So Mendy's making saves frequently. His minutes per BPS is better than both Ramsdale and Sanchez as well. So he's getting more bonus, well, more likely to get bonus points if Chelsea don't have players in attack and get the bonus obviously and his XG prevented is the best of any keeper so he's basically ticking all the boxes and yet we're totally ignoring him as oh sorry no. yeah well the, there's, I mean there's, the other issue is, is it locks you out of, of free Chelsea right because I still mm. I still think going for two Chelsea defenders and Lukaku or going for a defender midfield striker is, is the way to go with um, you know, with, with the fixtures just to really kind of try and tap into them as much as much as you can if you've got Mendy in there, what if Mount does emerge? What if Havertz doesn't emerge? What if we haven't got the wild card to move on them? But like Andy says you don't want to be making a transfer on these, but this it could happen. It, it limits your flexibility. And is he really going to earn that many more points over some of like the like, there's there's loads of good four point five options. We haven't mentioned Guaita, for example. Yeah, no, um, twenty eight point six means a save. I mean, Melier's there twenty one point seven. I think he could be a great shout. He's a million less. Uh, Raya Sanchez Ramsdale. There's there's too many goalkeepers at five million and under. Um, for me, to, for me to consider the like the likes of Mendy, no, Andy on Mendy. What are your thoughts? I, I, yeah, I think it looks fine now, and in the short term, it'd probably be fine. I just think long term, you want to like it's just it's just that classic case of in a few weeks' time when you need a million pounds or so to upgrade a player. Which player are you going to look at first to get it? The goalkeeper. Which player do you not want to tra- use a transfer on the goalkeeper? It's all it's all it's combos as well, isn't it? It's not. Just fair to do a six million versus a four point five because there's a point one point five million to um, play around with that you can put in elsewhere. And if Chelsea, you do want to come off them, you just swap your outfield defenders to someone else, right? Because they're they're one of the most expensive defenders in the game. So mm. I, I I don't think anyone could ever sell it on me. And also, right, you know, I follow a bunch of the uh, kind of analytics guys on Twitter. You know how like they'll be really sure about specific oh, as is aware of their work he loves yeah, them guys but it doesn't matter if, if the whole community is against them they'll stick with their player not even they go for premium goalkeepers yeah. like it's just no one likes them not I don't think they're a good option <laughs> I just no one will ever convince me I don't think no and I, th- I think uh, the thing with Mendy as well is you, there's, you get the Chelsea nailed on start right but I think there's still well, potential well well, you, Kepa, you kind of Kepa do. Occasionally I think Kepa might get the old game over the yeah. season. Yeah, okay, maybe not. But I, I do look at Chelsea and think, you know, Chilwell and James could yet emerge as nailed on starters and their attacking potentials we'll see in the next table yeah. is, is really quite conclusive right, and tempting. So you want to wait for that time, I think. I'm looking at Chelsea defence and thinking, now is not the time to come. Now it's Aspilicueta and Rudiger, but I think in a few weeks it could be James and Chilwell, right? Mm. So... Uh, when you get Mendy, you're you're locking yourself out if you've got Lukaku off one of those. So yeah, Gaeta is a is a player. I mean, the data looks good for him. Four point five, twenty eight point six minutes per save is really strong compared to Sanchez, and even Raya. Raya's on, on a save every thirty five minutes. 
but his BPS is strong, 5.8, and that's mainly because minutes per recovery, 7.6, is best, the best in the league. So he's getting those recoveries which contribute to BPS, which puts him in good stead for, for bonus points. So that's why Raya, as well as good fixtures, looks tempting. But I've got to talk about Melier because he's a keeper at the start of the season. I said, when I play my wildcard, he's the one to get. I mean, miles out in front for minutes per BPS, 4.8 minutes per BPS, like a full, uh, yeah, almost a full minute above other keepers. Like if Leeds' fixtures get better, well, they are getting better, but if they can sort their defence out a bit, They're I think gonna he's going to be gold. I don't That's think it's ever going to happen. I, I just, it's, it's such a, I think it's such a big, um, like ass for them to just turn it around because I know like when Lorente's in a team, they are better. Right? I get that. Mm. One, he's always injured. And two, I don't think he suddenly makes Leeds a great defence. It might make them just a little bit awful instead of completely awful, but they still give up chances all the time. We, and there's just nothing we've seen that says otherwise. They were awful last year. They've started off this season. They're awful. And I get it because if, if, if they do get a clean sheet, Melier is, is going to be like Martinez last year. He's going yeah, to get a yeah. big score. But the difference was Martinez was getting the clean sheets like yeah. fairly often. I just mm. don't... I, 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 I do like the idea of going for Melier. I think if we were playing a game where... I know, like in Sky, like it's actually worthwhile sometimes changing your keepers. You could make a case for it. I just think in FPL, it's a big ass for Leeds to turn turn it around. Yeah, it's just so lightweight in central midfield and in, in, in defence. Teams can almost just walk past them at times, and they they rely on Melier so heavily to get the, to get the saves. But it could change as it changed last season. Like, yeah, you know, Bielsa really did change it up for the second half of the season. We saw it in the data. Could happen again. He just needs I, I players fit. Yeah, I, th- I think he's an exciting pick as far as goalkeepers go because yeah. he could be the one that gets you those double-digit hauls yeah. regularly if they do kind of sort it out and he's making the saves. He's a bit, he's he's like the opposite of Sanchez. Sanchez yeah. is never going to hit. I don't, I, I don't think Sanchez will get a single d- double-digit haul all season. Whereas I can see Melier getting four or five. Yeah, he's the but sexy goalkeeper pick. That's why he he's is. standing out to me. I always look for the sexy picks, and Melier's the one. But mate, I'm, I'm hoping by the time I play the wild card, I'll be more tempted. But I think I think you're right, Andy. You talked me out of it. So that, that's goalkeepers are just boring. Just make the boring pick and do the yeah. exciting stuff Let, elsewhere. Let's, I think. let's move on to defenders, which is a little, <laughs> a tad more exciting. So this this area, what you talked about really was the double Chelsea defense versus double Man City, and we looked at the data previously. Man City miles ahead, and as you were saying. I don't know what you've got in your wildcard yet, but you're saying you're tempted to go to City, one Chelsea, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, you know, mostly because you look at the Man City midfield options and it's so hard to know who's going to play. You know, we're looking at Foden, Torres, Grealish, Gabriel Jesus has entered my thoughts at some point. And it's like, God, why? I'm paying more for these guys, like two million more, when I could just go for Cancelo and Diaz and just probably get a regular set of returns coming in. Mm. So, yeah, I think because City, because we just, we're never going to be sure about who's going to be playing, you know, in an attacking role for City and because their defensive numbers are so good, I think it's a, I think it is a viable strategy. I think going forward at the back as well is, is, is maybe, it's probably one of the closest I've been since the, the infamous wing back season. Cause what I, was I really, that? What was, what year was that? 2004 or something? No, that was 2000 and... Uh, it's got to be four, four or five years, hasn't it? So infamous, it you can't remember t- it. 2017-18 is my, my right. best season. When okay. I started with Kolasinac, Ben Davies, Alonso... Kolasinac. Oh, someone else. Players, Ben Davies and Kolasinac. Oh, North London Col- double. Kolarov, I think. Was, was he there? Right, well, there? you can't no, mess with was, him. Yeah, he was brilliant. I'm just going to change the table we've got there. So what we're showing is the top 30 defenders sorted my minutes per XGI non-penalty. But I'm going to bring up a filtered list, which brings in 
some names that are popular in the wildcard selection. So what I'm showing now is is a filter list, not the top 30, but the same number of defenders, but going down to players like Ben White in terms of minutes per XGI non-penalty. There's Ben White at the bottom. XGI non-penalty every 4,090 minutes. That's, that's what <laughs> you get with right. Ben White. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, these are the defenders that most are looking at with their wild card at the moment. And one thing I want to talk about in a minute is Alexander-Arnold, but Andy, have you got any comments on the double Chelsea or double City, first of all? Yeah, I think... I th- the, the Chelsea defenders are just a little bit cheaper. The problem with wildcarding this week is, I don't. it's like you were just saying, I don't know how confident I would be about going James or Chilwell right now. Mm. I, I feel like if you go to Chilwell, I feel like it's just asking for trouble. Like Alonso, I know people are saying he's not played as well the last few games, but he's also played against Juventus and Man City. Like that's not that easy to, to play. So I, I don't feel like Chilwell... It's like everyone was saying that Alonso's nailed. Now Chilwell's coming and it's now that Alonso's never going to play. It's just not the case. Right? I think There's he a... could play at Brentford. I, I think, because I, they've got, they're good in the air, set pieces. They might need a bit more height. He could play Alonso. So that could surprise well, everyone. Well, I, I did a video the other day. I said, if you've got Alonso and, you, and you're not wildcard and you've got no, and you've got other priority transfers, you could keep him for the next couple. He could get one or one of starts in the next two. Like it's possible. Um, I, th- I think Reese James, if you're going to go a little bit more excited, I think Reese James yeah. is the one because I mean, he's just got a bit less competition out there. Like, uh, like as for the can play there, of course, and, and Hudson Odoi, but I just don't see Hudson Odoi getting a huge amount of minutes. Nah. But yeah, I think, I think Man City defense um, is definitely better. Like we've seen that. It was the same last year. It's going to be the same this year. And I think because the Chelsea boys have risen up in price, they're not even that much less, you know, Rudiger's up to 5.8 now. He offers like hardly anything going forward. So Cancelo and Diaz, or like I've got Cancelo and Laporte, uh, maybe a little bit riskier on the old minutes, but uh, I think it looks, yeah, I think it looks great. I can I mean, tell you exactly. Right, Rudiger's 69th for minutes per XGI non-penalty. Yeah. XGI non-penalty every 1,235 yeah, minutes. You're not getting much from Rudiger. That goal, like if you if you add him in for that goal, they, that's just the kind of luck you need because he probably won't get another one yeah. this season. Although he, he does, he's getting his foreign forward, isn't he? As that left centre-back. He's, he's a man-possessed. Yeah. yeah. You've um, got to remember, he's he's all over the place, that guy. He's going to get a red card one week, a goal the next. It's, it's very exciting. Just, just quickly on Alonso. I mean, what, what, I, what I, I mean, you, I, I don't really see why loads of people go for Chilwell. I, I think Alonso is, is, is the one that I'd go for because they're both, assuming they're both going to play a similar amount of minutes, I'd rather have Alonso in those games than, than Chilwell. But I mean, the good thing about sticking with them is if you've got Livramento, just how good his fixtures are to cover yeah. Alonso when he doesn't play. I mean, it couldn't, it couldn't work out better for a 4 million defender to come in and, and act as cover to someone like Alonso with Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Villa, Norwich on the horizon, which is, perfectly in line with Chelsea's good run. So I, th- I think I think it's perfectly fine to, to keep him. Yeah, I was watching the Scoutcast and, and they were talking about this in depth about the risk of those players. If they don't come off the bench, it's not a risk as long as you've got a player that can come in yeah. like Livermento. I think Alonso, I don't see Chilwell coming off the bench. I think last season he never came off the bench, but Alonso just got that little bit of like, he could be brought on, particularly if they need a goal. You know, Alonso coming off for Chilwell is that improvement, isn't it? So I'd, I'd worry about Alonso coming off the bench, but... You, Reese James, you look at this table. Right? We'll talk about Trent in a minute, but Chilwell and James. I mean, Chilwell's got one game, small sample, but Reese James has got a few games under his belt, and he's right up there for minutes XGI non penalty, 154.5 compared to Trent on 145.6. And the thing what encourages me about Reese James in, as soon as Lukaku started, Reese James got straight in at wing back, having played right centre back last season under Tuchel, and he came back in against City at right wing back against the toughest opponent. He got injured. I think he's favoured in that right wing back role. As soon as he's fit and it looks like he's back now yeah. and could be in this week, 
he's in right wing back and he's he's going to be a key supply chain for, for Lukaku. So when I play my wild card, I think Reese James hopefully will be established and I can go to him without any concern. That's what my hope is anyway. I mean, I really like him. I mean, as you're a big fan of James as well, aren't you? Oh yeah, I know. I just, I just want, I just want those minutes. <laughs> it's, mm. it's so frustrating because he, he just seems so obviously the best choice to play. Yeah. I mean, Alonso and Chilwell, they both got their strengths, both got their weaknesses. But you know, you, you wouldn't be surprised either of them start. But when I don't see James playing, and I see like Hudson Odoi there, or Aspilicueta moving over or something, I just think surely you're weakening your your side by not having James because he offers so much. But yeah. he is, he is. That makes him one of the most frustrating players to own in the game, I think. No, just because you think be. he should be a bit like Foden. You just think he should be playing, but then doesn't. I think he <laughs> will, though. I think the signs are good that he'll be in there with Lukaku uh, as as his target, right, for the crossing. He's he's undoubtedly, I think, the best source of crossing in that team for me. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, Trent, let, let's talk Trent because his numbers are ridiculous. I mean, he's only just ahead for minutes per XGI on penalty. But when you look at, I mean, this is what surprised me. Minutes per chance created, he's top, right? 21.4. That's not a surprise. We expect him to be top for that. Minutes per shot? He's the top-ranked defender for minutes per shot. A shot every 40.9. So that's ahead of any centre-back from set pieces, including Laporte, Duffy and Van Dijk, who are ranked high. But he's shooting more than ever. Uh, only Chilwell can beat him, but Chilwell's had one game, so you can't base it on that. So I look at this, and minutes per BPS, 4.4. He's top for that. I, I, I mean... He, if you sold him in the wildcard, Nandy, you have. I presume you're panicking and wanting back, right? I'm not. I'm not panicking <laughs> too much. It would be really good if he could miss this game. I though. can see it those really... slippers shaking from here. Come off it. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, the, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I've kind of trapped myself a little bit. The thing is, Chelsea and Man City's next three fixtures are really good. So I feel like if I can get away with the Watford mm. game, maybe I could just hold off for a little bit longer. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not sitting here kidding myself that. Trent's a bad player. Like he's the best defender in the mm. game by a long way, I would say, because he's nailed on. Um, yeah, if you're on a wild card, you have to have him. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Well, this I is it. I've seen a lot of wild cards this week, and people saying, "Oh, my team looks so much better with Trent." Nah, it's a load of rubbish. It looks. I mean, as were you, were you thinking about it? Oh no, God no, no. Right. Trent's. I, I sold him last week for Vazquez but only because he was out. He was always coming straight back in. Uh, I mean, I guess if you went with a Chelsea defender and two City defenders. You you might be thinking to yourself, maybe I can kind of get away with it, but only for why, so long. Why give yourself that stress? Just just get in. Arguably, you know, after Salah, the best player in the game. Like this, he's too good. Like, you, you just watch. You watch Liverpool play, and you watch the form he's in. You look at these stats. You do all this research. He's, he's just not someone that I would I would back against. It, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the shots really surprised me. I mean, he has been coming inside more and being in more range of taking. He obviously takes direct free kicks as well. So perhaps it's, we know he's got it in his locker, but I just couldn't believe that he came if, out on top for that. Yeah. There's one glimmer of hope for those of us that might not have him for this week is that Alisson and Fabinho are probably not going to be playing, are they? But again, I don't think that suddenly means that Watford are going to score a load of goals. So yeah, I, on a wild card, there's no question for me. For those of us that didn't go with him though, I just, oh, Chelsea Man six fixtures is just so good. I feel like if you get away with, the only problem is a game week 10, he plays Brian at home. That just looks like a guaranteed clean sheet to me. Um, and so it's only no a couple argument. of weeks. It's only a couple of weeks later. You're probably going to want him back anyway. Uh, what I really want to happen is one of my Chelsea Man City defenders to get injured. The thing so is, he's getting up, to the point, up. Andy, where you don't. If the clean sheet goes, you don't mind because you think there's a return in it anyway. Because... Yeah, but but then the, then the amount he can hurt you goes down once True. the clean sheet's gone. So Andy, I wouldn't. What happened? What happened last time you sold Trent? Yeah, well, 
that was <laughs> what, what did happen? What was that? 24 point hole. He's yeah. got that in him this season. Like he's got a big haul this season, right? He's got a he's got a twenty pointer in him, hasn't he? It's coming. Honestly, I've not I've not sold him because I think like that was back then. I can't remember why I did it, but I'm sure it wasn't for a very clever reason. He was just my <laughs> like everyone else. I, I got rid of him a wild card because I hoped that he wouldn't be back for this week. And there is obviously still a chance he doesn't start, um, but I think it's unlikely. I think mm. he probably does. Yeah. Oh no, he starts for sure. I mean, yeah. he's so important to their supply, isn't he? That... And with players missing as well, they need they need their best players. In I, yeah. I would have thought. But who, okay, they, hang on a second. So there's a lot of people in this position, right? I know it's not mm. a wild card question, but you've got Rudiger, Aspilicueta, Cancelo, and Laporte. You're already having to bench one this week for a lot of people. Who do you sell? Out of those, go over it again, Cancelo. So two double Chelsea, double City, basically. Mm. Rudiger, Aspilicueta, boring picks, I suppose. Cancelo and Laporte for Man City. It has, to be one of the, it has to be one of the Chelsea Yeah, it's got players. to be, be Aspilicueta, I think. I'd say Aspilicueta. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Bench and Bromo. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Laporte, you mentioned him there. What's interesting here that he's had a, a, a kind of shot every 45 minutes, which surprised me. He's fa- his goal threat this season is far greater than Diaz. He's had 10 shots to Diaz's two so far this season. Um, so I think you may have stumbled upon a bit of gold there. His stone's just done then. Well, I don't know what's going on with Stones. Is he going to play in Europe? Maybe midweek and then Laporte gets the league games. I mean, this is what we're going to discover, isn't it, with this this spell of Champions League league rotation. We're going to see it and we're going to hopefully establish a pattern. And Stones-Laporte is one area where we hope to see that. I mean, do you fancy starts in the league, Andy? Yeah, I, I do a bit. I, th- I think he's started every single game he's been available for. Obviously, Stones has got minutes for England now and... Maybe that will help. I just, I'm just hoping this is one position he does, he doesn't keep changing. But there is risk. I, to be honest with you, the reason I got him in is because I wanted to leave options open for getting Trent back. That I didn't necessarily mm. just have to do it for Asplaquer. I can actually afford to do it for Laporte or Rudiger as well. So I left my options open. But I think if I was wildcarding this week and you got the money, I think Cancelo and Diaz, you just don't give yourself the headache. I, I don't think Laporte having good goal threat though is necessarily something new. I, th- I think he's. I think he's already always been a bit of a threat, and I don't think Diaz is really that much of a, uh, a threat anyway. Not compared to like whoever plays next to him, like the Porter Stone. So, mm. yeah, I, I like him, but I think it, I think it all just depends on how many other players you're putting in your team like this. I think you can, you know, if you had like James and Cancelo and Laporte, that's three players. I don't think you can be massively confident every week of starting. Like even Cancelo, I know he started every game, but once Zinchenko's back. At some point, he's going to miss out a game. It might not be too many, to be fair. I still think he's a good pick, but I think it just depends how many of these players you've got in your team at once. Yeah, how many risks you take. Again, it was, yeah. a, it was touched on in the scout cast. I want to talk about uh, Cucurella. Um, as mm. He's really impressed me. And the data here shows him up. Yeah, minutes per chance created every 58.7, which is right up with the, with the very best, right? You know, it doesn't touch Trent, but it, you know, it's up there with Criswell. It's up there with Dina. Fullbacks that we've known have been creative. Uh, minutes per open play cross, 25.1, really high again, beating the likes of Dina. I mean, what you've seen so far, you've got to be impressed, right? Yeah, you know, you know when like your team makes a signing and it's like exactly what you need <laughs> and it's kind of like, why didn't we make this signing three years ago? It's th- that left wing back position has been such a, or even left back position has been such a problem for us for so long. And he's just such a tailor-made fit to it because he's not even really a wing back. Again, he's kind of like a, he's a winger. Who, who's obviously been spotted to to move into that kind of role. And he's absolutely fantastic because he's, you know, we had Dan Byrne there playing there before. Um, we've had Solly March playing there, who are both good players, but that isn't, isn't you know, they've been converted there, but haven't 
I mean, they were okay, but they didn't adapt to it in the same way that Cucurella has. He's absolutely fantastic. And Veltman's on the other side playing at wing back at the moment, but has nowhere near as much attacking no. potential as Cucurella does. Uh, if you're looking at, you know, if Duffy's still there at 4.3. I still think he's he's the one to go for. I can't see him getting dropped anytime soon with Lamptey still. Um, it's it's going to be ages till we see him in the, in the starting 11. So I still like Duffy, but if you are looking for someone a bit more exciting, then Cucurella's the one to get. It's just the fixtures. Because like with Man City and Liverpool coming up in 9 and 10, I guess you could leave a spot for him in game week 11 when, when we play Newcastle. But then it's Villa, Leeds, West Ham. I don't know. I, I think this is this is more the time to be jumping off Brighton, I think, than investing more in them. Mm. The only thing I look at is if I don't keep Sanchez in the wildcard, I really think I hope I have the balls to go Cucurella because he is exciting to watch. Mm. Um, and then he's jumped up above all the other Brighton defenders for goal for XGI here. As you see, he's ahead of Duffy, he's ahead of Veltman. Certainly had a dunk, so he is he is the flair pick, but he's that little bit more expensive. Well, that um, that is the thing with with attacking wing backs is, and it's why I like them. You know, all, all those seasons ago yeah. was because almost the fixtures don't really matter too much. Because if if, you, if you've actually got an attacking wing back, they attack, and it's the same what we're talking about with Trent and and these guys. If they lose a clean sheet, you always think you could still get something out of it. Mm. And at five million, I think it's it's a it's a decent price for him. Uh, so yeah, I, I do like him. I, if I saw him, if I saw people going with him, I'd think nice. He might be someone that I bring in after the Liverpool and C game. The only thing is, it's the Brighton attack, and I mean, I go back to the the team attacking data over the season. Brighton are fifteenth so far, and eighteenth over the last four. I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? It's still the Brighton attack, and although Mopey's been tucking them away much better than last season, mm. I still question even even with Cucurello attacking as much as he does. Are Brighton going to score enough goals? That's the thing. Yeah, we're, we're overperforming, which is complete opposite of last year. We've lost Basuma, who doesn't just do defensive duties, but wins the ball back in midfield, gets the ball up to the attackers more. I, I, I yeah, I, I think it's tough. With, with, with the fixtures the way they are, I don't think we're going to suddenly see Brighton scoring loads and loads of goals every every game. Yeah. So it's, they, they are they are an avoid for me. But the Norwich game looks really good. So... If you are if you're thinking of maybe not wilder card this week and doing it next week or something like that, then a Mope, a Trossard or a Cucurella could be a good chance. Yeah, I mean going Mope if you're wildcard would be a stroke of genius, I, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I think. Mm. Just, okay. Only the only the real G's would do that. Yeah, of course. Let's look at midfielders now. Um and I think one of the things that you, you talked about here was um uh, the Man City mids in particular. Um because it's so difficult though, isn't it? Um, Mares is top in terms of this table shows minutes per XGI on penalty. Again, it's filtered to show the players that are being discussed with wildcards at the moment. And Mares out on top. We know if he starts, right? And he could well start this week with Jesus unlikely to be in because he's away with Brazil. So I do think Mares and Torres could be starters, right? At home to Burnley. A fixture which normally could. they win 5 0. But could <laughs> is the operative word, exactly. Um, I'm going to pick up on what you said in, in your video in a minute regards to Jota and the Man City midfielders, but what's your take on the Man City midfield at the moment? I mean, would I, you I, go I, there with a wild card at the moment? I, I probably wouldn't. It probably would be Foden, but how much of that is that he did well against Liverpool and subconsciously that's what's drawing me to him? I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't even know what to say. For the, the answer is always the same. Yeah, whoever plays will be brilliant. They're all brilliant. There isn't a, you know, I don't really like Bernardo Silva as an FPL option, but Mares, Jesus, Torres, Grealish, Foden, De Bruyne, they're all really good when they play. Who's going to play? I've got no idea. No idea. And no, and like everyone's trying to kid themselves into, well, Torres has been out the team, so therefore he's going to be in it. And like for Grealish, it's like, well, he's played a lot, so he's going to be out. It's just making up rules for Pep. We know how this ends. Um, 
you know, if Foden or if Torres or if, mm. you know, Grealish gets like two of the next three or three of the next four, they could be really good value. But I, I, the, problem, the problem I have with them is so many people get them and then they get frustrated when they get benched. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna play like that and react badly, I don't see why you're you're going there. Um, like I've got the money to do Saka to Foden. Well, it does mean going without Trent, which is 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 probably not going to happen. But I just I just don't know if I want the headache. Like all my midfielders are going to start every week. They're fit, and that's probably enough for me. I, I know why people want to do it. I, I fully get it. Right? They're so mm. good. They're going to probably score five goals against Burnley again. But how do you pick the right one? But I would I argue, guess. right, that even if you do get the right one, if they win 5-0, they've had so many different scores this week. No one's going to hog the score. And it's not like the situation at Liverpool where it's all about you know, Mane, Salah, Jota or Firmino, depending on who's playing. No one scores goals from midfield behind them. Right? You know, Henderson chips in now and again, but there's not a goal score outside of that front three. You look at Man City. If they win 5-0 against Burnley, I mean, anyone could contribute to that. It's so difficult to find the player that starts and then find the player that hauls. Unless, you know, it's De Bruyne and no one's going to go to De Bruyne because he offers the assists as well. I don't think he's within reach of many. I mean, what's your views, as? Because you're looking, I know you're looking at a certain player here. So how how, are you, how have you approached it with the Burnley fixture in mind? And is it is it too short-termist as well? I mean, the Burnley fixture is so attractive, but hmm. long-term, do you really want a City mid? Well, it's, it is interesting. It's, 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 a, it's fascinating seeing everyone go back to Torres. Yeah. After after three, you know, after an early sub in the um, Leicester game, and then three non-starts, and now everyone's kind of just assuming that he's going to come straight back into the side. I mean, he's he's just a complete no-go for me. Really, you feel Torres, that? I think Torres and Mares will, will play similar minutes, and I think I'd back Mares to score more points than Torres going forward if they did play the same. So he, he's he's a no-go. The the only two the only two players I'm considering midfield are Grealish and, and Foden. Grealish has started every game. And always looks great, but just isn't delivering. Foden, I think, is is going to be helped by his versatility across all the different attacking positions he can play. He can drop into midfield, as we've seen with England now. He's the one that I think has the blend of someone who I think will play the majority of games. And he's going to miss one. He's going to miss, you know, he's going to miss your game. Absolutely. But he should play the majority. But I also think he's got that upside of being able to hit big holes, which I'm not sure Grealish has. So Foden is the one for me. That why I'm, why I'm do you think at. Foden will play the majority? Because the problem we've got is like Torres did well, went missing. Mares last season did well, went missing. Foden for spells last season, we were going, why isn't he playing him? Pep just seems to have this rule book that none of us can work out mm. that governs his selections. I don't think you can say, even though he's an outstanding player, I absolutely agree with you, right? He should be playing most weeks. But well, I don't know how confident I'd be about it because well, well confidence is is, yeah. is is always shot with with Pep. But I I look I look at Foden at the moment and I look at his every season he's been stepping up a gear. Right, I thought we all thought last year he was going to become this FPL option. I think he was what six point five million people had him got burnt. Blah blah blah. This season though, there's no there's no made striker, so they haven't got an Aguero figure. De Bruyne has got these injuries, might be saved the Champions League a bit more. In, I think he's going to be in and out of the team a little bit. Who are they really looking at in that side to get them, get them goals? Is it Grealish? Well, Grealish is playing quite, no, quite wide no, on it, the left. He might be earmarked for an eight or he's dropping deeper and coming back. I think it's going to be Foden who's the one who operates in that, in that way, which, is, which gets, gets the goals for them. But do you not think Foden is the Champions League player and Torres will play this game and Saturday's, next Saturday's game and Foden comes in midweek? It could well be, but there's no there's no reason that Foden can only play one a week. 
right? It, it's, it would be, and also it's the group stages. Like they, they, yeah, but they've by, just lost. They've just lost to Paris Saint-Germain, so they need yeah, the points. Yeah, they have. So they yeah, can't okay. take any liberties with midweek game, right? So I, and Foden's played twice for England. I, I don't think Foden starts against Burnley. I, I think there's doubt, right? That's the problem. Andy's in hilarious fits here for something. It's just like the whole thing. We're the guessing, whole, aren't we, right? Yeah, exactly. The whole, we're having to have this conversation kind of tells mm. you all. What I will say is just to throw something else out. I know Sam Lee, I think he was on a podcast. Oh, here we go with, it, with your ITK. He's gone well, then. He, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's saying now, I see a tweet now. He's got, mm. uh, he's, he's saying, I'm away. Here's one I wrote earlier on Grealish. He's had a solid start with more to come. He might drop out of the team for a bit because the squad depth's ridic- uh, remarkable. Mm. And Foden is great. Right. So, but that's normal. So, I mean, Foden could start. I mean, the Torres stuff as well. I've seen people say, well, they've just played Chelsea Liverpool. They didn't want... Uh, a, a striker they need him in the easy games but he didn't play against Southampton either so no. what what is the rules like, there's no rhyme or reason up. when he got that haul I missed it I was like head in hands going what have I done but actually it's turned out alright because I've got away with it because of Pep playing silly buggers with his selection Here, right here's the thing with Man City right let's say you couldn't go on Twitter you couldn't check the team sheet you're waiting for me to send it I send it to you and I say phone is not starting you're like well yeah it's Pep like it's believable right it's, yeah of course uh, so any of them can miss out <sighs> I, like I don't, I, I know people want a reason to buy them. I and it's because they're great if they play, and that that is it. That's all you right. can go so, on. So so here's my point, right? In your video, Andy, and in other videos I've seen this week, <laughs> everyone was talking talking down Jota because he's not nailed on. Yeah, and no. yet there's Jota, seven six, cheaper than all the city mids. Yeah, yeah. Playing centre forward for Liverpool, who are the best attacking team in the league based on the date we've seen. Um, and and he's above that. he's above all the city mids in this data table. So why 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 are we saying oh don't go Jota he's not nailed on and yet we're going oh maybe Foden maybe Greenwood well, well, I don't I've understand see, it I, I have seen people don't I don't have I don't have Jota but I've seen people with Jota so frustrated by him not starting switch her into a Man City man I think it's hilarious I agree well, I think I was, I was, I was, I've seen people with Jota starting who are frustrated with him well, yeah. he's, a very, he's, a, he he's a very he's a very frustrating asset either I, way I think that's just that just happens though doesn't it? I think I feel like. You know, players go. They should score more, and they don't. That just happens. I think if you keep making the, you know, the right choice, it should play out over a season. I think Jota was a good buy, but I agree. I think if you're switching Jota to a Man City mid, the only real reason, I suppose, is the fixtures. Liverpool's fixtures aren't as good. Uh, I, I think yeah. Liverpool might be the best attack, but I think Man City are not far behind. So, um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. And plus, it's new. It's like you said earlier. People wildcard. They want something different. You yeah, well, that's, it. that's what I always think. That yeah. is it. Now, I am biased because yeah. I've got Jota. Right? I just want to put that out there. But I do look at it and think Jota isn't in the conversation, and it's because I think the Man City mids are just sexier, and it's like the chance of getting the right one and getting the haul against Burnley and all that. But I do think I look at it and think Jota's playing up front, and he he played against Man City over Firmino when everyone was going. Oh, Firmino's going to start. He started 36 consecutive games against the top six. No, Jota started. And it's like, for me, there's indication that Jota is first choice and Firmino will play Champions League and Jota will get the league games. I, I, There's a chance, right? So I'm going to keep him but, and hope that's the case. But he's not being discussed on wild cards at all. People are just going, oh no, he's too risky. I'm, he's not I'm, 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 I'm definitely not dismissing Jota at all. But I think when... All you can do with with this kind of pep thing, three people in the chat, oh, you can frame the narrative however you want and all that. Yeah. I just think if you go with Torres and he doesn't start, you're going to be like, well, that was predictable. But if you go with Foden and he doesn't start, to me, I would be surprised given the performances that he's been putting in yeah. recently and how I think he ha- is becoming that absolute key member of that But we were surprised attack. last season as. 
Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and, it, and it could go completely wrong like it did last season. But I think this is this is when he steps up. And sometimes you can't just go on on analytics and stats. Sometimes you've got to use your own judgment and decide when you think something's going to happen. And that's and you know he's two point one percent ownership at the moment. If he starts against Burnley and gets another big haul, he's going to, he's going to rise. And I'll be there from the start. That's all you can yeah, do. But, you just, but you've, got to, point, you've got to try and predict, right? right? Is Foden even as good as Jota? Look, minutes per shot, double Jota. Minutes per shot in the box, double Jota. Why, why are we thinking Foden's going to be better than Jota? And he's more expensive. I don't get, I just don't get why I do think, a Man I do City think mid's Foden being elevated up here and everyone's going, oh, Jota, forget him. I know well, he's I, injured the, until tonight, but even so, I do find it surprising. The, the fixtures are better for Man City as well. Like yeah, Liverpool have got to play Man United away, West Ham away, I think. And, I don't uh, care Brian about Liverpool. I, I've seen Liverpool this season. I don't think they... I don't think fixtures are much of a factor. Look at look nah, at the they're City always game. a factor. They're they scored a, two yeah. against the best defence in the league. Yeah, well, that was Salah though, not Jota. Well, yeah, but even so, they looked decent and they had chances against City. I don't think fixtures are an issue when you're looking at Liverpool attack. Look at that table. Mares, then it's Salah, Mane, Mount and Jota. So they've got three attackers in the top five for midfielders. I, I see... I mean, Foden's not... Foden's not played very much. The only other, and the one game he did, one of the one games he did play was Liverpool. So that's difficult anyway. And and he did really well. Like I, I can see why people are going for Foden. But like, you said you'd be surprised if he got benched. Like you, you can't be surprised if he gets benched. It's Man City. That's 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 well, the whole thing. You have to I accept mean, it when you go. I mean, I mean, so, sometimes as well, Mark. Like you look at you look at. I mean, Traore is someone who always always posts good stats. Jota's got one goal in five. He's not, he, he's not, he's not, he, he, to me, he's not this elite level finisher. No, but he's worth seven, six. He is, he, oh, he is definitely worth seven, six. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I think he could even be higher, but I don't think it's a complete no brainer to go without him. I don't think people are like completely dismissing him as a no. terrible option, but you're trying to find ways of, of, of bringing in, like you look at City and you look at the, the three fixtures they've got. And this is a chance to potentially bring yeah, in none of them are one of the play most informed players around. Yeah, but Foden's not going to play all three. So when you look at those three factors, you really think well, he's going to get all three. No, I know, but he's playing centre-forward compared to Foden, who could be playing anywhere. He could be playing on the left, could be playing false nine. But that I, helps I, him. That helps him with yeah. more chance of starting. I, I, I just think when <laughs> Foden's on the pitch, when Jota's on the pitch, you've got more chance of returns from Jota playing centre-forward for the best attacking team. That's all I just think. Why don't you just yeah. sort of go Sacker instead? <laughs> yeah, <awesome>. well... <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think it's close between them. I think if you're asking me yeah. to pick who gets mm. the most points out of Foden and Jota if you flip the, the switch, three. If you flip the fixtures around, people will be going for Jota, I think. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think fixtures for City or Liverpool, as we've seen, are relevant that much. I think they're so good that it makes no difference. I mean, Burnley does because they always beat them 5-0. But I think that's it. I think this Burnley game is making people think, I've got to get a City mid because they always win 5-0. And then they're not thinking beyond that and going, oh, but then Foden will miss the next one because he plays Champions League midweek. And, you know, and I just think it's a bit short-termist to look at City. And yet I'm seeing lots of people just going, oh, no, don't go Jota, he's not nailed on. It's like, well, how can you say that about If him? you were on a wild card, though, not... you'd go, you would go for Man City midweek. Because it's you? sexier, yeah. 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 Pro- well, I probably would, but would that be a mistake? I'm, I'm just putting it out there that now Jota is fit. It could well be a mistake to get. Yeah, let, me, let me just ask Captain Hindsight and find out. Well, and, we'll find know, out. Got, won't it's we? got a call to the future. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure yet. Well, we'll see. We'll see what <laughs> happens when when Pep's team sheet comes out. But it's like Andy says, no one can complain when when they get disappointed by it. I guess. No, I, I do agree with that. Um, let's talk Son because I think Son. I talked about Tom Freeman's wildcard, and Son was a player that leapt out for me. 
And um, one thing I've been looking at is how Son has compared this season to previous. And I mean, Spurs have been disappointing, right? At, at the very least, <laughs> I think we can say that. But it's interesting that Son's data, I looked at his data this season compared to last, and he's actually had more touches in the box and more shots this season than he did last season. And then I looked at the last seven last season where he flew. He got eight goals in the first seven, I think, last season. Mm-hmm. And even compared to that, he's had more shots so far than than the first seven last season. He had a shot every 36.8 minutes in game weeks one to seven last season. He's had a shot every 27.4 so far this season. He's had more touches in the box as well. Son looks to be changing as a player under Nuno, and I guess he's compensating for Kane, who's been, well, abysmal. It certainly was for England the other night. Um, what do we think about Son? I mean, as you've just played the wildcard, did you consider him? I know it makes a big difference to the money, doesn't it? He's 10 million, but how close were you looking at Son? Well, the, the choice is Son or, or an expensive backline. That that seems to be. I, I could probably I could probably afford Son if I went for some cheaper defenders. But I really like the Trent Cancelo Rudiger triple up in in defence, and that doesn't really leave me enough money to to go for it um, in midfield. I think he's a good pick. I just I, I just don't like Spurs at all this season. Um, and I mean, it is interesting with, with Son. I, I think you know we we have seen him in the past perform better with Kane not in the team. And Kane isn't really in the team at the moment because he's he can barely perform. So what's going on there? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, his head's just his head's just not in it. I don't think. So I think obviously Son is, is the best option mm-hmm. um, for them. I think it's a great fixture with with Newcastle. And they've got all the money now, but it's still going to take them a while to adjust to that and get a new manager in and new players and new ideas and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I do really like for Son for this week. Uh, I am a bit jealous of people that have got him, but mm. I think long term, I, st- I still think the premium three at the back is going to. It's going to do better. It's funny. He's the one player that got me close to playing the wildcard. When, if all the flags were holding, if Rudiger, Lukaku, Jota were all injured, uh, Son was the player that was convincing me to play it because I think that he's he's the one, isn't he? He could be explosive against Newcastle and they've got a really good fixture run after that. Yeah, um, from, from 12. I mean, they've got West Ham, United and Everton after that. But, uh, again, it's, it's the captaincy. This is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm just not really considering any any other premium attackers other than Lukaku and Salah because mm. I just can't see myself captaining anyone else over this run that the fixture's just too good for them they interchange nicely if I had Son in there and I'm not captaining him I could use that money to strengthen elsewhere and that's that's where I'm going to go and Spurs could just lose every match because they're crap well this is it Newcastle are going to be lifted right? that crowd's going to be mad isn't it right? so they're going to be, be, yeah, crazy. Going to be tea towels on their heads and everything in the crowd they're going to be cheering it's going to be a, a, an occasion right so I mean, we saw how many were outside the ground even when the thing was announced. So in the ground, it's going to be crazy. So Spurs are going into that not with great confidence and with Kane limping around at the moment. But Son is the shining light. Well, oh, I shouldn't have used shining with Moses. Oh, you've even put it, a note I, yourself. I know I did and I still couldn't avoid it. But it's that run from game week 12. It's getting him in early, which is what Tom's done. And I think that could be a masterstroke, really. I mean, Andy, where are you feeling on, on Son? I love the guy. Like I just feel yeah. like ever since he's been in the league, I feel like he's he's always ticked over. Kane, no Kane, whatever. He's just always when he's had minutes, he's done really well. I know early on when he first joined, he, he wasn't always in the team, but yeah, he's, and that's exactly what he's done. I think he's got what like five returns, is it? I think in in six matches. So again, he's not he's not explosive, which is maybe why people haven't noticed him so much. Uh, I just think I feel like if you haven't got him, there's no need to panic. If you know, if he doesn't go mad against Newcastle, then like I said, West Ham, Man United, Everton yeah. is not not huge. I have I did look at him for game week twelve. So I was thinking about 
you can maybe swap the Lukaku money, but I actually think I'm just going to go Lukaku to Kane. Um, really, you're gonna, you think wow. Kane's going to have recovered enough? To... I, I just think it's way too early to say that. Like he's his head's completely gone. I just it just doesn't strike me as that kind of player that is just going to let this continue just to slide and slide and slide. I. I I just don't think so. And those fixtures from Game Week 12 are about as good yeah, as it gets. They are. And he's on penalties as well. And and last year, when they obviously they were both doing well, Kane was always the one for captaincy. Yeah. I just think it's an easier swap. Like I I've got nothing nothing against on. I love the guy. It's just how my team's set up and how a lot of people are about to set their teams up, it's quite difficult to get to him. Mm. Whereas Lukaku was just a one swap to Kane. And I had a look at it and more shots and more touches in the box. I thought, well, that's because he was striker for the first two. I looked at the last four and he has kept that up over the last four as well. So you can't even point to the fact that Kane didn't start the first two for the reason why Son has stepped up in shots and touches in the box. But so I, I think he's worth studying to see whether under Nuno, if he's becoming a different player, he's not, if he's not out there on, with the chalk mm. dust on the sideline and coming inside more. The thing is, it's very easy to say right now, Kane's gone. We're not going to look at him. But I mean, all he has to do is score in that yeah. Everton away game. And then everyone looks at game week 12 fixtures and suddenly he'll be in everybody's team. I think the, the only thing to say is if we get to that point and Kane really is looking that bad that we can't go for one of the best strikers in the world, then Lukaku to put the money into Son is two moves. So for those fixtures, it could still be worth it. But that, that's kind of, from, for how my team is set up anyway, I know everyone's going to be different. I think Lukaku does have to go um, to fund it. I just don't see how I'm getting there otherwise. Mm. And I do agree with Az. I'm not captaining a Spurs player over the next four. So that makes me less worried about running out and getting them. Whereas game week 12, I know we're thinking quite a bit ahead, but that is an interesting week for captaincy because um, Spurs have leads at home. Uh, Man United have Watford away and a lot of people will not have Ronaldo. And then Liverpool play Arsenal and Man City play Everton. So... He could be looking at captain the Spurs player that week, I think. Mm. So Harry Kane would be a big call, but I'm not writing it off at all. I think people always do this. They write it off. It takes one goal, and suddenly then that player is essential. And even even if Kane hasn't scored, I would still consider him. It's just the way he's carrying himself on the pitch, though. And it's just the body language as well. well it's interesting as well that he goes off to England and, and puts in a bad performance as well. Because yeah. you'd yeah. think maybe he could go there and play with, you know, he's, he's away from Spurs, away from all the feelings around that. But no, it's just utter garbage in that but he's well. got to go and speak to all the Man City players hasn't he well yeah that's true you see how happy they are <laughs> the rubbing yeah <laughs> free in yeah. the team as well okay let's look at forwards then um, round up because this is going to be the longest episode ever it's Andy he's just bringing that extra bit to the to the show we're going to be on for more than two hours at this rate but forwards Cristiano Ronaldo dominating this data that I'm showing now minutes per XGI non-penalty 82.8 Obviously, it shook us up when he was benched, right? What do we make of that? Do do we think now we've got to think after a European game there's a risk, or or do you think no, that's that's bogus? What do you reckon, as? Well, probably Andy's Andy's better place to answer that than me. It almost felt to me like it was Solskjaer trying to stamp a bit of authority and say no one's safe. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's not the boss of me. I can do what I want. A hell of a gamble, especially against Everton, who, who've been playing quite well and. And it just, it backfired massively. And he, I think Solskjaer looks worse off having done it rather than if he just played him. So I don't know if he'd be doing it again. <laughs> what do you mm. think, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. I do think it as well as a little bit of a power play. I, I did I did kind of think that at the time. Um, yeah, I can't imagine it's going to happen too often. I mean, he, he is, for a football player, he is old. Right? I know he's in really, really great condition, like much better than, you know, I, I mean, in fact, I'm nearly the same age as Ronaldo. I can tell you now he's in slightly better shape than me. Um, but he is getting on, right? So maybe he does need the rest, but I just, I can't see it. 
Um, but I also think he's not a great option right now. And there's apps like I think if you've got him and you're not wild kind of, you could make a case to keep him one more week. I think I don't I don't think Ronaldo to Lukaku is an absolute must swap no. this mm. week. No, Leicester but, look fragile, don't they? Yeah, but on wild card, yeah, you, you, fixtures do matter, and, and Man United's fixtures are awful. Uh, you ain't captain them. I don't buy the fixture proof stuff that people keep going on about. It's just that Watford game, I suppose, is the only one. Um, but the hope for me would be that so many people have got rid of him, he won't be as much of an issue. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't see him getting benched that often. I think it was a big call to make, and I think once you don't win the game, it makes you look. It makes that call look way worse. If Man United go and win that three nil. And Solskjaer looks like a genius and you can kind of give him a bit of credit for it. But when you bench one of your best players... And In then, a team and that's not win. playing particularly well anyway, to bench your best player like that was... Possibly was because of you know, Just so much faith in Martial. I know he scored, but how, how much... How can he, he just can't keep sticking with him. He's, just, he's not good enough. But the thing is, like I said, though, Cavani, Martial, they're not going to go quietly. They're not going to go, oh, all right, boss, I'll just sit on the bench forever. So... What do you do? You can't play Ronaldo and Cavani, can you? One of them's going to play centre forward. No, you can. You, Ronaldo's you can. not going to play wide in the, in the East stage in his career, I don't think. I just don't see it. I, and anyway, you've got other options out wide as well. I, I I just think it's difficult for for Oli at the moment with those options available. And they're out of the League Cup. That didn't help either. Um, and and he and he took and he hasn't got pens either. So I think it was a purpose. Like you're not taking pens, and I'm going to rest you when I tell you to. It's like, hmm. And okay. I'm not actually. How's I'm that worked f- out? I, well, I, I, the fact that Bruno took the penalty, I, I wasn't surprised at at all. Um, I, I also think he will get... I know he said, actually, didn't he, that he was on pens for that last game. I think Jules asked, asked him, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually think he probably will keep... Pen- I don't buy this. They're, they're deciding every game. I think Bruno's probably got them. Mm. Um, but So if Bruno... Let's say we get two penalties in this bad fixture run and Bruno takes them both, and suddenly we get to the game week 15, really great fixture run, is Ronaldo even in the conversation anymore? Like Bruno could be the one to get. You know he's going to play every week. You know he's going to play ninety mm. minutes. If yeah. he's got pe- like think about it. At the start of this season, Bruno was essential because he had penalties. Ronaldo comes. Everyone thinks he takes him off. He possibly hasn't, um, and therefore Bruno is just as good as he was last year. Really, I know Ronaldo's taken a lot of well, shots. He, stuff, he could but... be even better, arguably, because the biggest creator for Ronaldo is probably yeah. Bruno, right? So. So I think I think Ronaldo's really difficult. I don't think it's difficult to get rid of him, but I think around game week twelve for that captain option and then game week fifty. I know we're talking a long time mm. ahead yet, but yeah, it's gonna be an int- it's gonna be divisive, I think. Okay. I think Ronaldo takes the next pen. See ya. I don't I, I think Bruno gets a chance <laughs> to redeem himself. Mm. Um Antonio, do we get rid or not? As what do you think about this? I mean, look at the data. He's second to Ronaldo. Uh, for minutes per XGI non penalty, 114.8. His statistics have been amazing for a year now, haven't they, from last season to this. But obviously the fixtures are tough and West Ham's schedule is tough as well. Just bringing this up on screen now, the fixtures and also their schedule. What complicates things is they beat United in the EFL Cup and now play City as well in that. So they've got two or three days between matches after the Everton game. But as, I mean, with the wild card, did you think about getting Antonio out? No, no way. <laughs> no way. I mean, Ben Rama, Ben Rama and Sufal were, you know, they were gone straight away. But Antonio, he's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, he's 8 million. He's, he's you know, he's, he's such good value for that. The thing is, there's not, there's not really any other strikers that I particularly want. I mean, my dream striker is, is there? I mean, Neil, Neil Mopay so. is in my team at the moment. Oh so they can't, they can't oh, be that don't many. Don't give it away. That was for finale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh yes, well, I, mean, yeah. you've, you've, I think you've hinted enough. Yeah, right, I have. But... Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, who are the strikers that you consider? Yeah, go on, then, I mean, Andy. Go on. Who have you got? Well, it's Jimenez, Huang, Lukaku. Obviously, has to be in there as well. Tony for sure. Armstrong possibly. Like, I, I think, I, I think Antonio is such. Oh, yeah, a, but I over think, Antonio, though, like Huang, yeah, over fixtures, Antonio, not Huang, not Huang. I think that's a bit of a pun, and I don't know if I would go there. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a sec. I. I think Antonio like is such a ballsy call if you get rid of him, but that is a fairly bad set of fixtures. Like the Liverpool Wolves away, Man City away, Brian at home, Chelsea at home. That's that's pretty bad. Um, is it like you're literally playing the three worst teams: Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City in the space of five games? And by the way, I should say I've got him, and right now I'm not looking to get rid. Like, and it was much harder for me to do it because he had Brentford at home last week. I, I do think there's a decision to be made. I think you could get away with it. The problem is, if he scores against Everton and Villa, and, and maybe even Spurs, his price keeps rising, and you look like an idiot. But it, well, he, I'll give you this. He scored at the Etihad last season. He yeah, scored yeah. at Anfield a couple of yeah, seasons back. He's great. He's great. He, it's, he it's, he does it, doesn't he? he, it's, he it's, a per, it. it's a perfect example of trying to be too clever, getting rid of Antonio, for me. He's, he's just, he's just, he's just going to keep scoring goals. He's, his stats are perfect. West Ham are playing good football. He'll get rest in Europe. No well, chance. Yeah, that's key, no chance he's that's going key. anywhere. If he gets rest in Europe, that's a big help, yeah, yeah. for sure. That is key because looking at this schedule, it is punishing. And it, I do wonder whether West Ham as a team will suffer because other teams have in, with, with the Europa Cup. So uh, Europa League. Well, so I, I, I've got an eye on it, but I think it's a big call to get rid of Antonio. I mean, let's go back to the Fools and have a look. Jimenez versus Wang then. That was another thing you brought up. I, I just don't... Jimenez, one goal a game plus bonus <laughs> if you... I just don't. I, he's not. What more do you want? Him and his. What do you want? Well, yeah. Antonio's got double figures in him, hasn't he? Basically, and he's proved it. That's the thing. Not with the fixtures he's got coming up. Well, <laughs> I would still favour Antonio, like as I would still favour Antonio over any of these. To be honest, I mean, what's your feeling about Jimenez? Because he's not. I mean, he's in this table. He's 18th for minutes per xgi on penalty. None of his data is highlighted, so he's not in the top five for any of these in terms of minutes per shot, minutes per shot in the box minutes per big chance and considering Wolves have started like a train in attacking terms as well his data isn't that great we know in previous season he's been reliable scorer but never gets hauls why are you so enamoured by Jimenez? Well I, I did, first of all I think their fixtures start of the season weren't great like the first three anyway obviously since then they've had decent ones he did blank against Watford and Brentford but I think one and I'm not saying Jimenez over Antonio when I say this but yeah, there's a lot to like about him. The fact that he starts every game, you're never worried about him being on the team sheet. He is on penalties as well, and he always plays 90 minutes. So even if you look at like expected goal involvement um, per 90 and stuff like that, a lot of people like look at that for every player, but they never put into context the fact that not every player plays 90 minutes. So you have to drop it down a bit. With Jimenez, he always plays 90 minutes. You're never worried about him starting. And the fixtures are also really good. Like I know the only thing that kind of worries me a little bit is there's a lot of away games in there. But Villa, Leeds, Everton, Palace, West Ham, West Ham's obviously difficult. Norwich, Burnley. Like if he keeps ticking over up until game week four, you know, I don't care if it's seven, eight, nine points. Like I don't need explosive returns. I just need consistent returns for 7.4. Mm. I'm never going to captain him anyway. So I, I think he's a good pick. I, I do know why people are going for Huang. They think he's going to be the goal scorer. And obviously he's two million cheaper nearly. So that's that is a big great thing. Great name but, as well. Great name, yeah. Um I actually like that punt. My, the only worry is if it doesn't go well or if he starts getting benched again uh, or if he starts getting benched, where do you go? Because like, there's not mm. really any other players around that price point. But if it pays off for you, you, you honestly, it's such a good punt. And I, I, I do think, I, I actually don't think he's going to get benched over the next few. I just don't, I don't really is see Is he away with Mexico at the moment? They're playing El Salvador tonight, aren't they? 
Jimenez is, but I think they, yeah. I think they already. Um, I'm sure they tweeted before the international break was that he'd be available for this right. next game. He, play, he plays tomorrow, I think, for Mexico. Right. But he, but he Damn. is available. Right. They, they did tweet say he'd be available. Okay. Um, well, maybe things yeah. change. Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh God, um, don't start with that. Also <laughs> on here, um, we talk about Tony and Armstrong. Um, I mean, neither of them show up well for data wise, but I think the fear with Tony. Well, I really like Tony as, and I think. You know, when I do play the wildcard, I am tempted to double up on Brentford. I think the fear is that he is coming deep and putting Mbumo in, who's running beyond him. Did you consider Tony at all, Laz? Yeah, well, yeah, Tony will be coming in for me. I mean, oh, right, you'll have him, right. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, not probably not this week, but I'll, I'll definitely be looking to get him in for the run. I, I think right. we could see him being used more in the box than we've seen previously, given the fixture turn. Nice, so he doesn't need to be that link-up player so much, although he's working quite well for them. Uh, he's he's been brilliant. He's 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 been he's kind of been as good as I thought he would be, but in a diff, completely different way to how I thought they'd use him, uh, which is really interesting. Uh, so yeah, I really like Tony. You know, bit of a price. I mean, his price went up, but he was down to six point three at one point. Now up to six point four, uh, and it's a bit like Jimenez. I kind of feel like he could get points from more unlikely sources. Like I didn't expect Jimenez to turn into a bit of a provider who can you know he can tick over some five six points when he gets the yeah. assist. And I think Tony can do that as well. So I, re- I really like him at 6'4". I think, I think he's a great pick. Um, what about Vardy and Calvert-Lewin, Andy? Because those two are largely overlooked. And yeah. we know they've got quality. Data-wise, Calvert-Lewin shows up really strongly here. Vardy's been strong returns recently. What What were your thoughts on them? I, I think on Vardy, I feel like the boat has been missed on Vardy. I think the f- I know he's about to play Man United without Varane and without Maguire. So it's not really the worst time to bring in a player playing Man United. But then Arsenal and Chelsea are also in the next five. And the two like, easier games, Brentford and Leeds, are both away. Like He will probably tick over. I, I just think to get Vardy in without hurting the rest of your team, you've got to make a decision on Salah and Okaka. And I just feel like they're non-negotiable yeah. for me. It's just, this happens in FBL that you just get, you get trapped in the certain structure and sometimes you miss out on really good players. And I feel like Vardy's one of them. Like again, I've got it like in sky, I've got Vardy cause it just works differently there. But in FPL, I just don't really have a plan to get him in at all. Well, I guess he, I guess the other thing is we feel he can't hurt us, right? Cause he's not highly owned. Yeah. So. Well, there probably is a bit of that subconscious. Effective ownership as, have you heard of that? It's like, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know much about the that. 10.5 is just, it. it's just a lot of money. Like it's, it's not, I mean, it's the same price as Son as well, almost. Mm. Um, but so also, he, Leicester have been rubbish. Like Vardy has been yeah, doing Vardy well and, and, and getting yeah. and getting points, but it's it's hard to pray. When is he going to slow down? I Honestly, but like, he's know. not like I was looking at like I, like his expected goal involvement numbers, and they're they're basically just as good as last year. He's like he's just going nowhere. Like you, you know, age has not crept up on him yet. Um, yeah, I, I I really like him. I just I'd never like bringing in a player to play Man United, and then they've also got to play Arsenal, Chelsea. I just I just think the goals might slow down a little bit. I just think ten point five is too expensive. And I think if the decision is Vardy or Lukaku, then it, for me, yeah, it's well not that's even it. We're locked into Lukaku, add. aren't we? Yeah. As you were going to say there, I was going to say it's hard to bring in a premium player when they're playing for a team that is playing like a mid-table or bottom team. Like it's. You know, we, we've had it with Aubameyang in the past, like wanting him to do well, but Arsenal just been rubbish, and mm. he hasn't he hasn't been performing. Like it, it's not it's not. I just wonder how 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 much can Vardy keep dragging them through in these performances because they're just they're just not good. There's something not quite right about this of this season, and until that changes, I I won't be considering him. Yeah, looking at their attacking data, they had the seventh best fixtures going into the first seven games, and they they ranked tenth mid table. 
minutes per shot, 9.5. It's it's one of the worst. It's, it's down there with, with Spurs, Watford and Norwich, right? Spurs are in there on 9.6. So, yeah, I mean, I think I watched Leicester and I just don't trust them. I don't, I, you know, they can have poor games where they struggle to create opportunities, but Vardy just always seems to find a way, doesn't he? That's the thing. That's what's encouraging with him. And if you've gone with him and Karam did on the scout cast, he's, and it's paid dividends, but I think we're locked into Salah and Lukaku as the two heavy hitters and Son would be the one over Vardy that I would prioritise if I was going to go for a kind of semi-third, which I think... Is it, there's only I one like. game I like in the next five for them, which is Leeds mm. away. The rest, how much damage is he going to do? Surely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look a bit like longer term, if you go like all the way out to game week 16, then you start adding in like Watford at home, Southampton away, Newcastle at home. But it's a long time to keep someone who's 10.5, who I don't think at any point in that stretch you will captain. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I've, I don't know how far ahead I've looked, but like game week 13, he plays Watford at home. Salah plays Southampton at home. Mm. So I'm, ne- I'm never going to back Vardy over Salah no. in a similar fixture. You know, you could say Leicester's fixture is slightly better, but Salah and Liverpool are also better than Leicester. So yeah, yeah I just I just don't see a place for him. Calvert-Lewin, is he going to come back into our thinking as? Yeah, I think he could do massively. I think, you know, I, I'm, I've been so impressed with Everton, you know, without Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin and, Players stepping up like Townsend and Damari Gray, who I just didn't think, and and you know it coincides with Dean being really poor as well, who's one of their their best players, and yet they're still getting results, putting in a putting in good performances. They were great against United, and I think when Calvert-Lewin comes in, he and he displaces Rondon, which he obviously will, and becomes that kind of central point of all their crosses and play. I think we're going to have to consider him. Yeah, I'm just looking at the fixtures coming up, and you know they haven't got a bad one. Let's look at the longer ticker actually on Everton and see and see where they rank. Um, yeah, fixtures. I mean, they've got some difficult games. They've got City, Liverpool, and Chelsea in before game week 20. So it's a kind of mixed bag, isn't it, for them? But Cavaloon's a player who can do it. Like Antonio, I think if he gets a supply, he can do it against anyone, right? Yeah, I think he, he could be the one that maybe Antonio, you know, if, if yeah. you were looking for someone a bit different, you could move out to. But he's got the injuries. I want to see him come back into the side. And, you know, he's, he's had these niggles, isn't he? So. It might take him a few weeks to get back up to speed and all that, but mm. I definitely think when he's when he's up and running, they'll he'll he'll be he he won't be like him and as or Tony dropping deep and creating things. He's going to be right at the forefront, yeah. banging the goals. So yeah, I do like him. Okay, uh, we'll quickly look at a wild card team that I put together before we get to Aziz later. Um, and this is you know I honestly put hand on heart and thought right, okay, if I played the wild card, what would I get? Um, and this is what I come up with. You know, I could get Ramsdale in goal, but I. I mean, Sanchez is it's very tight between the two of them. I like the fact that Steele could be the reserve <laughs> so keeper. So similar to mine. Um, so it's Sanchez, Trent, Rudiger, Cancelo with Duffy and Livermento on the bench. And then the midfield of Salasson, Rafina, Smith-Rowe and Bomo. And I kept Antonio Lukaku. So this is a total of five players changed from my existing team. And two of those are Duffy and Livermento. So that's why I'm not playing it. I just don't see... I mean, Son is the one that, you know, Jota to Son could really work out if I had, you know, if I played the wildcard and went that move, I think it could but do well is, at Newcastle. But. Yeah, but the thing is, if if Jota plays against Watford, I mean, it's yeah, just it could as do good well. as Son against Newcastle. So I don't, they, yep. that's a big issue really, mm. to be honest. So when I looked at this and thought, yeah, I could make more changes. I could go Ramsdale instead of Sanchez. Um, I could go um, Antonio out for Tony and get Wang. But, you know, they're not, moves that are sure to pay off and then I'm making those moves just to justify the wild card so it's very interesting that I looked at this and went 
There's only five changes here. Well, it's, it's, you've got it's eleven. Right? It's interesting in some ways, but also this is how this has been your tactics to not play the World Cup this week. Yeah, like you yeah, deliberately went so. for Chelsea early. You went yeah. for Lukaku over Ronaldo. You've brought in players like Embremo. That's what I was saying earlier. You always plan like yeah. differently if you've used it or not. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I've just realised we're going to do the predictions next, um, but I haven't updated the fixtures with our scores. So we're going to have to do that on Twitter. We're going to have to tweet them out rather than do them in the show, unfortunately, because I forgot to update that before the show. All the excitement of being early for this, but that's okay. <laughs> we're running low on time anyway. We're going to run over, so we're going to get to Raz's wildcard. So what we'll do, this is the current standing in the predictions, though. I'm not going to rob you of your moment of glory, Az. This is it. Look at this. You're beating me hands down. And interesting, the only one I'm beating you on is the clean sheets, which you were better at last season. It's been yeah. a complete role reversal. Yep. But we're still around the 50% mark. And I've always said, as long as we're getting 50% of the outcomes right, that's got to be better than Mark Lawrenson. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, have, you have done very well. So <laughs> apologies to Andy and as you gave me your predictions, but I forgot to update the screen. I've just remembered. So we will tweet those out. So I didn't fill it all in anyway. I don't think yeah. I have to. I have well, to there you in. go. So we'll stick them out on, <laughs> on Twitter and Pot Nudu can get them from there. They won't be on the podcast. They won't be in the show, but you can go on Twitter and get them. Um, for now, then, we'll look at the captain matrix and talk about the captain conversation. And this is what you're talking about, about, you know, not going Vardy. We're locked into Lukaku because of this, right? Look at game week 9, 10, and 11. And Lukaku's kind of the perma-captain, even against a backdrop where Salah is king at the moment. But do we think it's Salah over Lukaku this week and then Lukaku from that point on? What do you reckon, Andy? This week, I mean, the conversation takes about two seconds. It's definitely Salah, I think, by a, by quite a way, I would say, actually. Lukaku. I think game week 10, I think right now, if I had to pick, I'd probably go Salah. Would home. you? At home to Brighton? Yeah, I think that Brighton defence is good, but the Liverpool attack is just so good. And, and Salah is obviously just Salah. Um, so Anfield, I think it's like... I know they were crazy talking, but there's like people saying to me, like, you know, could you bench Salah against Man City? I'm like, look, you might not captain him because it's Man City, but he's still at home. This is Mo Salah. Like, and Brighton are, you know, not as good as Man City, even though they are, you know, decent themselves. So, yeah, I think that's the only one. I think game week nine, definitely Lukaku. I don't, I don't think I'll change my mind on that. Game week 11, I think same. Yeah. I think I'll probably captain Lukaku against Burnley yeah, at home so yeah Salah so. Lukaku Salah Lukaku for me I think and then Ronaldo back in the equation for Watford away but arguably Salah at home to yeah it's Kane or Son isn't it if you can I mean that's what I'm looking at and thinking if I can wild card ahead of that and get one of them and they come in but it depends how I'm feeling about Spurs that's the thing any comments on this as I mean it's Lukaku all the way after this week right yeah, not really. I mean, you know, I I like a differential captain every now and then, when especially when someone's going to be so overwhelmingly favoured like Salah is. But you've got the most informed player in the league, highest point scorer playing for the most attacking side against one of the worst teams in the league with a new manager. And on top of that, there isn't really any, the only other standout fixture, I think, is Man City v Burnley. I think all the other games are actually quite hard to call this week. We've got some derbies thrown in there. We've got some, you know, West Ham v Everton, for example, is going to be a close game. There's no, there's no kind of apart from those two fixtures, I can't see any ones that I would bank on a on a heavy win for a side and loads of points for a player. So it's Salah, one hundred percent. Well, here is the data behind this week's and and, and Watford show up as you know that defensively they're not the worst defence on offer amongst the captain candidates this week. That is Newcastle, but you're not going to go Son or Kane, I don't think, unless you're really maverick in that. Um, Burnley are next, but again, you know, Torres, is he going to start? It's getting that starter in place, so you're not going to back against the Burnley. Despite City's 
regular. I think they've beaten them 5-0 the last four times in all competitions. Um, yeah, I mean, Watford yeah. show enough there. Their defence isn't the worst on show here, but what's yeah. significant is they've had the best fixtures. Exactly. So their defensive data isn't that bad, but it is when you consider they've had the easiest fixtures to this point, which when you couple that with Salah's form and Liverpool's attack, it, it, it decides for us, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah, I mean, check the defensive data again after they play Liverpool, and I, I reckon <laughs> it'll probably look yeah, a bit yeah. different to that. So yeah, I, it's... it's it's not a it's not a debate really, is it? It has to be Salah this week. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I, no doubt. I do mind. make a case that Brentford will attack Chelsea and will yeah. leave openings for for them on the break. So Lukaku could do well anyway, and he could prove us wrong. But I just think betting against Salah is too dangerous, right? Well, I, I, I did see someone with a Cancelo captain, really, and I, and I and I did think you're almost certain to get a clean sheet there. And if City do rack up a four or five nil win. I wouldn't be too surprised. Does to he start for sure? Zinchenko's fit, right? Isn't he? Uh, I'd say, I'd say he mm. starts. He's, he's, he's too I, important. Long I just think you have to pick your weeks when you make moves like that. And Absolutely. Watford, no, I know. I completely, I completely, I know. I'm just, I'm just agree. saying for everyone else, like, it's just, it's just not a fight to have. No, it's, not. it's not a hill you want to die on, is it? No. 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 Okay. There it is then. As his wild card, let's have a look at it. Um, talk us through it then, as from start to finish, where you're at at the moment. Well, I'm afraid it's not the most exciting wildcard ever, but I, I, can, I can hand on heart say that last week I, I pretty much put this together without looking at anything on Twitter, what anyone else is doing, and it's just kind of turned out to be pretty similar to everyone else. So it's Ramsdale in goal, uh, Trent, Rudiger and Cancelo, uh, Salah, Rafina, Foden, Smith-Rowe, <laughs> Mopé, <laughs> I think we might talk about him, uh, Antonio, Lukaku, and then Foster, Embremo, Livramento, and Rico Henry. In defence. Mm. And what I did was I used the scout transfer planner and I just looked to see where I might have some weaknesses, where I might want to have some players coming in and out. And Brentford's fixtures are good. And I thought, you know, going for the, the wing back in that system is, is a fairly decent idea. Pinnock was someone else that I considered as well. But mm. he can come in and, and cover some of the rougher games for for Rudiger and, and Cancelo if if I need them for whatever reason. Um but it's it's a it's a strong squad, right? Like I haven't got a Parika in there. I haven't got any any all fodder right, really. All right, pick on Parika. <laughs> there is no way you're going to have different country in your final wild. Card oh, I reckon he will. He's done this before, Andy. He's well, literally let, gonna. It's literally Man City and Liverpool straight after. Well, well, let me. Well, the 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 Mopay thinking is that I could go for Tony, but he's got Chelsea, or I go for Mopay versus Norwich and then move him for Tony next week. That's the thinking. You're booking a transfer in. I'm yeah, booking a transfer. straight away. That's right. I, I'm not against that, to be honest. I mean, you know, you've got the, transfers the, the, to the use. Thing, the thing as well is that I've got the squad to be able to handle it if I need to do another move do somewhere you? else Foden's for injury. rotation risk. I mean, is Smith-Rowe even nailed? Well, this, what nailed? I would say, right, let me have a go first, Andy. I'm not going right, to do yeah. a Joe on you, as don't worry. It's not going to be that severe. <laughs> um, but I will say you're going into this week, which is the one immediately after your wildcard, with Rafina may not play, Foden may not play, Rudiger, we haven't heard yet, right? So you've got, you're going in with, Livermento might end up in your first 11 because, which isn't ideal, is it, off the back of a wild card? So you're not worried you've got a risk too many there? Well, I mean, Ru- Ru- we're going to know, aren't we? We're going to know about Rudiger and Lukaku. We are, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get, oh, it's, they're fine, it's an international yeah. thing, blah, blah, blah. Rafina as well. Like, Rafina isn't someone that I'm massively excited about and I could move him down to someone like Townsend, for example. Because, I mean, Blast Everton have got... Me. Everton have got Watford Townsend next week. instead of Rafinha. Yeah, I'm Come not on. sure about that. I hey, think uh, Rafinha's good, a good Ta- pick. Ta- Townsend's in the dream team. 
He's one of the top scoring players. I, 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 he's I not really, on pens long term, is he? And I, I really think Town. I really think Towns and owners are going to get found out soon. I right. I don't know though. I mean, you could, you could go for Demari Gray. I mean, yeah, great, great. Gray's heat map does indicate that he's he's in the more attacking option. I think, but when Towns has got Calvert Lewin to aim at, I don't think it necessarily makes him a much worse mm. an option. Yeah, I, I think if I, I think Rafinha's chances of playing Southampton are pretty slim. Looking at the the dates and times. He's going to start as well, isn't he? That's the that's the kicker. He's done so well. They're going to apparently start him in the last game. Are they? Game. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for Brazil, yeah, he's not going to not start. Yeah, so I, I can't yeah. see him playing. But Mbomo's not a bad player to come on, right? So you're okay there. Um, it's just whether Foden... Foden will get minutes, though. He'll come on if he doesn't start, right? So I think he'll be all right. It's just, you know, you don't... It's not ideal. With the wild card, you've still got flags and you've still got doubts, right? But I think I think it's a strong enough team. I mean, Mbope could be a masterstroke, right? He's done well this season. Four <laughs> goals in seven? Could, could be, could be, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever say that. You should I mean, if, 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 if it wasn't Norwich, I, w- I wouldn't be going for it. But... You know, any striker playing Norwich, especially for a Brighton team who have been doing quite well this season, I I don't think it's that necessarily that bad that bad a shout. Mm. Just just for just for a one week roll of the dice. I just want to say Gareth in chat has given you yeah. uh, ten quid to drown your sorrows immediately. <laughs> right. So he's already preempting you're gonna need a drink uh, at the end and, of this and weekend. J- and James says at least Madison's not in there, so Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, surely you couldn't find him. He's not even getting in the Leicester team at the moment, so you'd struggle, wouldn't you, to be fair. Um no, okay. I mean yeah, I mean, I, I prefer Smith Rowe to Saka, to be honest, Andy. I know you're saying he's not now. And I think probably, you know, with Pepe on the bench and if Pepe gets starts, it probably is Smith Rowe that makes way. But I think it's Odegaard taken off at Brighton. I don't yeah, know. There's a big price difference as well. Yeah, I like Smith Rowe a lot. I mean, certainly if I was wildcarding this week, he'd good? be in mine. Yeah, I think he's more uh, integral than, than Odegaard in a way, the way he's playing at the moment. So I, I like that. He's, he's actually He's actually demonstrating some leadership as well, yeah. which, which, which is something they've lacked for years you know having having a couple of players in the team who can actually galvanize the team a little bit i think you can't really be overlooked he, he, i think i think he's class i think smith rowe and saka i really like them both mm. i i, I does, yeah just, does, just does more pay have, what's the penalty situation at brighton does more pay have them back now yeah it's great yeah that's definite right it was gross on the i don't even yeah, know what i feel like yeah. gross had them last year didn't he yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I would imagine Mopay would take them given his confidence is, is high and um and things. And he has, so I feel he like he one I know it's a one week punt, I get it, but like if you went for someone like Armstrong instead. I don't want Ar- why'd you keep going on about got, Armstrong? Yeah, Ar- Armstrong, right? Oh, come on, you go for more pay. Come oh, on, come on. Mopay is leagues ahead Armstrong. of Armstrong this week. Come on. Well, he's got leads at home. You're telling me that's much yeah, worse than Norwich. Got leads at home. Let's go back to the forwards day because what I want to pick out for Armstrong is conversion rate, 4.8. It's the worst, for team now. worse than Bamford. Then it can yeah, only go he, up. he has plenty of shots. Yeah, it could Armstrong. only go up. But to be fair, he's had lots of shots which is catching the eye. The, the reasoning is, but it's so not necessarily... Far, it's the thing is, been... if you get stuck where you need to make a different transfer next week, then Armstrong's got Burnley, then Watford, then that's Villa, then Norwich. Point. If you Whereas get more stuck. Pay, you've got Liverpool and Man City. That's... Yeah, so he's going to get goals. stuck. Is he going to? Of course, get... he is. Something always comes up. I did say this could end in tears. As I did say, like red yeah, cards. Yeah, but Mopay can be benched if 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 something else happens. Because I've got Livermento with good fixtures and true, and Henry's true. fixtures turn. I haven't got a player. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. Unless I'll, I unless I get that. multiple injuries in one week, which is you know, <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out. But you know, it's, it, this is what I mean. I haven't got any real weak players in this team. I like the fact that I've got a bit of a squad because it covers the likes of Foden if he doesn't play. It lets me book in a transfer potentially if I need it. 
and and the rest of the, the, rest of the squad is is is, is solid. Mm. Okay, I mean, you talked about going city two city defenders. Are you still debating that then before the deadline? The the, the only way I'd do that would if, if it would be if I went four at the back because I definitely want Trent and Rudiger and and Cancelo. So I could put, if the, if there's doubts around Rafina, maybe it wouldn't be Townsend. I went to maybe it would be uh, Diaz, for example. But then I'm kind of locked into four at the back, and I'm not sure I really want that going forward. Yeah, so I'm already not liking it in my yeah. I, I I don't I don't think so. I prefer I prefer I, I just prefer the structure of three four three. I just mm. you know while well, while there are some strikers to consider, I, I like having three forwards because it means you don't get stuck with a four point five Dane yeah. Scarlet or someone like that. Well, you got until you know the very last minute, as Andy showed, to change this, and and don't think because you've shown it on the stream you can't change your mind, right? So Neil Mopay captain. Well, yeah. No, maybe not. <laughs> Shut you both. You off, just can't. I, I'd say he's got a red card in him, or he misses a penalty because Cole's great at saving pens. Something's going to go wrong for you. Well, I think he's got a hat trick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, logically, it does look a good pick, but I just think it's Mope and it's you. He, and he, it's do, he go does. Wrong, he it? does have a history of of failing. I mean, that was that was the thing on my he last. Does. Oh, this is deja vu from the last wild card stream, isn't it? Because I put Mope and you both Did slated you? me for it. Yeah, I'd Mope and you both slated me. He had a great run of fixtures. He blanked in every one. I couldn't get rid of him. Yeah, well, lesson any, learned. Any, hey, any, I seem to remember there was something about, else big. Right? There was something else big, like Fernandez. Like you weren't going Fernandez or something. It was double double Spurs. I wasn't going with when everyone oh, was with Caden okay. Son. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How did that, that go? Turned out bad too. It went, mm. it went really well. Yeah. Let's not let's not dwell on what went bad. Um, let's talk about my my, my flag fest. Week. Yeah, flag fest <laughs> of a team. Um, so I'm currently going. It's got better tonight, right? So I'm going with Sanchez, Veltman, Trent, Rudiger. And Bomo, Salah, Jota, Sartre, Ben Rama, Antonio Lukaku, Alonso and Shaw on the bench. The one transfer I'm probably going to make is Shaw or Alonso to Cancelo and then it'll be Veltman probably dropping to the bench depending on what happened with Rudiger. This has got a lot better tonight with news that Trent and Jota are likely to play from official Liverpool show. So I think, you know, I was tempted by the wildcard if Jota was out, if Lukaku was out, if Trent was out. But slowly but surely they're all those doubts are evaporating. And, and like you say, as I think Rudiger and Lukaku will be fine. So I'm actually happy with this now. I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously, Saar and Ben Rama, not great fixtures, but you just never know with them. They're decent players, aren't they? So, you know, I think anything could happen with them. And I could, you know, I could even play Veltman over one of them yet and play four at the back. I haven't decided, but um, I'm all right with this. Um, thoughts on this, Andy? Yeah, I think it looks all right. I, I'm trying to think about what major players you're missing. I guess a Chelsea, uh, a Man City defender, but I mean, that's Norwich coming in. Away. That's coming in. Oh, with my sorry, transfer. sorry, yeah, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. So Alonso or Shaw? Even so, like Kinshire. having Norwich away. Yeah, I do wonder. That bad, is it? No, I wonder we're about playing Veltman over perhaps Asar or Benrahma, but I want to play I the attacker really. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think I think it looks all right. To be honest, don't really see too many issues. As do you want to get your own back with this? There's no Mope to pick on, but go ahead. I mean, it's all right. I mean, yes, you've, got, you've got you've got double West Ham, which I didn't want. You've got Saar in there, who's probably not going to get many points. You've got Embremo versus Chelsea, he's probably not going to get many points. Hold on, you'll have Embremo versus Chelsea when Rafina doesn't turn up as well. As well no, as Livermento well, when uh, Folk well, you, you, when, when Townsend bangs in a hat-trick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I think the thing about Saar is, like we said earlier... There's no Allison, there's no Fabino, right? So I just think there could be a goal in it for what. The, the trouble is, that, uh, there's a lot of players in your team that I don't really like. Like, I don't particularly like the Brighton double up. I don't like Saar going forward. I don't like Ben Rama. I don't really like Alonso too much. Shaw's there, Perica. You've got no depth. But it's not a wild card, is it? And, and you know, once, once, once Board, Shaw, Alonso. Borderline. 
once Shaw Alonso goes to Cancelo, I, you know, I mean, you say I've got no depth because I've got one player that's not playing, like the third sub. Oh, so Shaw's going up to Cancelo. Yeah. So then Cancelo okay, comes in. Move. Yeah, that's so, a good move. And then I've got Veltman and Alonso. And then and what do I do with Alonso is whether or not I get rid, which I probably will eventually. Um, yeah. But I, to, be, to, be, to be fair, Shaw to Cancelo does... Does change things, yeah. yeah so I've got move. I've got one point three in the bank, so I can do that easy enough. And then, then next week I've got to start looking at Saar or Ben Rama, I guess, or Alonso um, mm. as I build up to the wild card. So I'm all right with that. A lot better now. Jota's likely to get some. I don't think he'll start um, unless Mane doesn't play because Mane is back later than Jota because Jota's been back early. So Mane could get rested with Atletico in midweek because they got Atletico Tuesday. So my theory is that Jota might start with Firmino. But if not, it'll get half an hour because they're going to rest somebody because they've got Atletico, right? So are you, Sorry if you mentioned this, but are you not tempted just to start Alonso? It is tempting because I'm thinking that he might start because of the height. I, I don't know. It's the cameo, isn't it? That's yeah, all. I, I just worry that he might come off the bench. But I think there is a good chance. It's 50 50 that he starts, I think. Everyone's going to be didn't Chilwell play start. the last England game either. No, he didn't. So, and so Alonso the are, if he both. does start, Alonso wouldn't probably come off the bench. True. Yeah, true. And Alonso did start both for Spain. But I just think Alonso's height at set pieces could be something that Tuchel looks at. But I don't know. It is tempting because what a differential oh, he could I be. Oh, imagine Alonso getting 20 points on yeah. the bench. <laughs> imagine how Oof. sick I'd be if he does start and then, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, general consensus from the chat, Mark, is you should wildcard. <laughs> wildcard? Well, I yeah. don't see it. As I said, I showed you the wildcard team. Five changes. I'm what? just saying, Re- Relic wow. Returns, uh, Nisto Percy, Mikel Tiwi, uh, Eskimo, all say wildcard. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't Stefan. see the, I don't see the problems there. Kanzi. Unless you're, unless you're absolutely convinced that West Ham can't score at Everton, and, and obviously Sars a weak point, but I don't see anything else there wrong. Unless obviously Lukaku and Rudiger are not fit, but. You've that'd got that fine. problem as well. I think that'd be fine. No, that, it's not a wildcard. It's not enough for me to wildcard. You'll never be enough though. That's the thing. That's I, the worry, yeah. Yeah. I know. Mm, that's what I found last year. It'll never be enough. That's I took so hits. dramatic. I took hits to improve the team and then I never wanted to wildcard. So yeah, exactly. I'm doing it all over again, aren't I? What am I doing? Same mistakes <laughs> again. What's I the point of this show, as? <laughs> Who said that? Oh, it's crazy. Some of the reactions are crazy. We'll I get see. that all the time. I know you time. do, yeah, from about 8,000 people in the chat. But yeah, <laughs> um, we'll see then. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll look back on it. Um, Andy, this is what you're going with. Do you want to talk us through it for the podcast? Yeah, so uh, Ramsdale in goal. As for the Quetta, Cancelo, Laporte, I'm starting right now. I'm mm. benching Rudiger for Embuemo. I don't know what to do there. I'm tempted just to play the double Chelsea defence because obviously the upside is bigger, but I I, I kind of want to hedge my bet a little bit. Yeah, that it's is away. a tricky one. That is I a think Brentford score. I think Brentford score. Yeah. So I might bench Rudiger and play Aspinacueta and hope that Reese James isn't back. Um, they got Saka. No issues with him starting, I don't think, unlike Foden and Jota and co. Rafinha, who might not play, in which case Rudiger's going to come Solves on anyway. problem, yeah. Yeah. Um, Salah, captain, obviously. Jimenez, uh, who's one of the best forward picks in the game at the moment, Antonio and Lukaku um, up front. I, I I guess the one thing is I've got money in the back. I can't remember exactly how much it is, but it's enough to get rid of any of my Chelsea or Man City defenders to get Trent. Um, so I'm tempted to do that. It's just, I think, I feel like it just gives me a bit of a headache. I've got 2.1 in the bank. So I could do second to phone, but I'm not going to do that, I don't think. Um, 
So yeah, I can do Rudiger straight up to Trent, and maybe then I would bench in Buemo. Um or, or just bench as for the quarter. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to know that Trent is starting. I know oh, him he's and Jota going are, to surely isn't is he? he that him and him and Jota are available. Does that mean they definitely start? He'll start. I, he probably will. But I think when I've got a team like that, such I, a non-owner, Mark. I almost want to make. No, I, I think he probably will start. <laughs> That's where I put they're my not going to throw him into Atletico without getting some minutes against Watford. No, nah, probably not. Probably not. But like when you've got this team, you always want to know for sure, right? Because if he doesn't, that, that's that's a bit annoying, especially when they've got mm. Man United away up next. So I don't really need, I don't need to make a transfer, I think, but I do have the money for Trent. So I, I, if, if I know he's starting, I don't think I can go into it without him against Watford. Are, are the comments saying they wildcard that as well? Yeah, look, yeah, uh, Andy Stefan says, play the wildcard brutal team. Quite right, yeah. It's yeah. a very sane reaction to Andy's team. <laughs> like He's getting more paying. <laughs> Let, let's look at the black box leagues as because uh, Hayden Neal's fourth in the world doing well isn't he wow yeah, but we're great. not in the top five leagues anymore as uh, where's slippers he, oh he's top he's top oh, yeah absolutely ridiculous isn't it why did we bring Foster him on second as well uh, him and his mate Hurston second your football friend Andy yeah <laughs> like to see it don't we that but really it, hurts it does hurt but we'll get back mm. in the top five you watch us, Andy. But yeah, um, the top five in our league are Hayden Neal on 5-5-2, fourth in the world. Alex Watson, 5-40. I think he's 22nd. Ryan Mackey, 5-3-7 in third. And Come Sid Kadam, 5-3-4. And then Obey Id is on 5-3-3. That's the top five. We've got to do more with the apprentices. We've neglected them. We've cut them loose as we've got to do more. Um, we've got to get in touch with Natalie and Henry and pep their season up. But at the moment, we, we meant to do something over the international break. We did. We, just, we did. I think we both needed a bit of a recharge. So we did need a recharge. I was a bit unwell for the first week, but um, we will get back in touch with them and uh, try and try and get them closer to to us in the in the Apprentice League um, as well. Um, let's talk about uh, the Green Arrow charity as to end on. Um, as do you want to say a bit more about this and what we're doing? Yep. So as we started at the start of the season, every time we get a green arrow, uh, Mark and I are donating five pounds each to this charity, which feeds starving people across the globe. Um, the update is I think we're about 460 meals. So all the people that have contributed and are getting involved in that, thank you very much. Uh, if you are interested in getting involved, then download the Share the Meal app, find the FPL Challenge, and you can donate from as little as 60p for every green arrow you get and you'll be doing something nice for the world. Absolutely. And I haven't got a slide for this, but it's the Football Content Awards tomorrow night, Andy, and you're nominated for Best Video, as are we. We're also nominated for Best Podcast. Um, you're not going to make it, though, to pick up the award, are you, if you win it? <laughs> no, I've already been to London once this month. That's enough right, for me. Fair enough. As we're going, I'm hopefully going to get the, the the pass to go, but you're definitely going to be there. Um Hopefully we we get we get something, don't we? It'd be nice, wouldn't it, for for the for the stuff that we put in. And we've only got Andy on to kind of boost our last minute chances, basically on that. But yeah, we're looking forward to going down to London for that for the awards. Yeah, kind of wish we'd uh, actually pushed it a bit more. We didn't really push votes. it. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't really push it. But you we never were so know. blasé about it. Now it's tomorrow. I'm like, oh, we, actually, we, I really want to win this now. We don't care about <laughs> trinkets and awards, do we? And they're like, as no, you, you texted me the other day, going, I really want to win this now. Yeah. Really <laughs> no, we're we're we're, we're really <laughs> humble. We, we we don't need recognition. We no, we don't. What we do need I do. I is, do. is subs and likes, right? And as we do, yes, subs and likes. Uh, Andy, you can do our subs and likes this week if you like. You're the, you're you're the master expert, of these. A bit of an expert. I, Andy. I always like watching Az do it. It's always so awkward. Like he doesn't really want to say it, but awkward. he has to say. It. How hey, dare you? Hey, that hey. is 
come on my podcast, slate my like and sub smash. <laughs> it's, like it's like you don't really want to say it. We have it, got you know, you 2,300 in the live audience moment. If all those liked us, we would be up the algo. You know Go all on about on, the Andy. algo, Andy. Andy show me how it's yeah, done. Exactly. Go on, then, do it. There's, the, there's enough people here to get to 1,000 likes. Just see yeah, that on, like button. Go on, then. Let's see, let's see, let's see the natural. That's it. That's it. That's it's it. Oh, it's done. Finish. Andy, how Trust do you me, you get... you watch that number fly up. You watch how that do you get 240,000 subscribers? Have you got any tips for us? We're, we're all about... We're just over, what, 20.5, which we're really pleased with, but we're dwarfed by your big numbers. How did we do it? We're obviously doing something wrong. What's going he, on? He doesn't You've got to do more videos, haven't you? Do more videos. We've got to work harder, right? That's it. The work ethic that Andy's got is ridiculous, and we're just part-time pizzas. Yeah, I know. I I gotta give him credit. You know, I don't like him very much, but he's very good at film. <laughs> <laughs> and he's beating me again for the third season running. I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree with that, but I will look into that. Oh, what's happened there? Oh, hello. Oh, we're off. We're off. We're off. Oh, we're playing some music. I didn't mean to do that. Have I started the credit? Oh, are we off or are we? No, are we're we not off. I didn't mean to press that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's technical problems. Hold on a minute. We'll you just let that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, go, Mark right are, you, are you all right tonight? Are you all yeah, right tonight? I'm, I'm totally fine. I've had a couple of boo dogs. That was it. I don't know why the music played there. I didn't press any buttons or anything. Anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> thanks very much, Andy, for joining Classic. us tonight. It's been a treat, hasn't it, Az? A treat? <laughs> <laughs> yes! And no, it's been, it's been great. As we it's expected. been great. It's, it's been, it, we've, we've wanted to get him on for ages. And yeah, uh, I, I, do, I miss the scout class days. The Scoutcast days were great with the three of us they and were. Joe and, and you know, David and Luke and Granville and all those guys. Yeah, it's uh, the stuff that got me into doing this kind of content. So it's always nice to catch up with Andy. And Andy, you must remember that wildcard one we did. You were in it with Az and when Joe ripped me apart for Trill. Yeah. Oh, classic. Andy and I was just sat there like, ooh. Uh, like, someone, someone said, oh, is it going to be another one of those? I'm like, we'll never do that again. Like Joe's performance in that episode was just incredible. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't script that. No. Just as now it works. That was just pure passion. And then my reaction, I was so angry. I was so angry. And yet at the end of the show, it was all fired again. But it was yeah, just brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. It's so brilliant. funny how good, like how ridiculously good Trent is now as well. Well, well I obviously Trent, spotted it for Ter- Ter- Was it Terence Trent Derby? Yeah. 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 That was, this is like five, was it four or five years ago? And he yeah, came. Somewhere. And I think it was Burnley at home. And he, he, I think he made, I think he created seven chances, but blanked. And I was like, oh, if only I could have proved Joe wrong, but it didn't yeah. happen. But brilliant episode. And I'll, we should link it again on Twitter for those who've not seen that because I don't think we'll ever do a wildcard show like that again um, in Black Box future, but we'll try. But as his wildcard simply wasn't bad enough, I think it was all right, as. I think you'll do all right. Ooh, very high praise from you, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, even though you got got pay. Right, I will play the credits now <laughs> and hopefully it'll work. It's a good night for me. Good night, everyone. Good night. Podcast Network.